When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone. It's episode 26. Uh, we're heading into game week 29, which, as I say in the description, has to be the most underwhelming looking game week I think I've ever seen in FPL. All our hopes rely on the unreliable Spurs, Arsenal, uh, Brighton. Newcastle. Know, I mean, it's Newcastle. such a it's such a cast of wonders. We we even forget who's it. And uh, this is Spurs as well. They just went out tonight in dramatic fashion in Europa League. I just can't, I can't quite get my head around that. First to of a all. team whose manager is in prison. <sighs> just crazy, isn't it? I mean, what do we make of that <laughs> after the North London derby defeat as well? Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Um, but we have no. got a lot a lot to discuss tonight. Um, even though it is a very slim down, low fat game week. Um, we're going to dive deep into into the the matches that there are, the four games that there are, and um, look at our, our free hit team. We're, I've I've looked last week. I think we brought up a kind of our idea of what a free hit team would look like. I've revisited that. I'm going to look into uh, defenders again because I've reconsidered on the Veltman thing. You've won me round, I think. Yeah, um, and, and I, I've got some. Well, it's, it's you know an injury to burn. I think as we're going to yeah. talk about is it makes Veltman an even worse option now. Yeah, if he's not fit, absolutely. Uh, and then we're going to look at um, Bale or Aubameyang. I'm going to learn to say Aubameyang over the course of the show, so <laughs> look forward to that as well. And then, of course, we'll look at our own plans and so on. So there's, lot, there's lots to get into. Um, first of all, I guess we look at our, our game weeks, as per usual, as. Um, and we're very, very similar. Just one point between us this week. Talk us yeah. through it. Uninspired, I guess, but still a green arrow. Come on, cheer up. Oh, I mean, uninspired. I mean... If it wasn't for Cancelo and a certain John Stones, it would have been absolutely dreadful. They carried me through blanks for pretty much everyone else. I was saying to Sam earlier, I did the scout the game week with her, and I said you, mm. you can often tell how your game is going to go from the from the first game. And going into that with double double Villa defence, target gets that assist for Watkins. It gets, I mean, what it wasn't a Watkins goal. I'm not going to try and claim it was, but then that stripped off him, and then they Newcastle score in the last dying seconds. And that just set the tone. Everyone blanked, but Stones and Cancelo, it was awful. I just thought everyone was everyone was rubbish. I hate a lot of them. Can't wait to wildcard. I'd like to say that I didn't Next. celebrate the, uh, the the Martinez clean sheet being lost in the last minute. Um, it was a cool twist, but I mean, when that goal went in, it was it was a win for everyone who doesn't own Martinez, and particularly you know you got Target as well. Target was on maximum bonus, I think, at the time, wasn't he? He still got two bonus, but. It was like a 20 point swing for you, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah, it was dreadful. It was, Mm. it was dreadful and, you know, and it was, and you predicted 1-1 as well last week and 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 you only predicted that, you only predicted that because you wanted it to be 1-1. You got everything you wanted and I 
hate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And and um, I think Andy was on Twitter as well going, look, he, how much he loved Lascelles and Murphy. He was rubbing it in, putting salt into it. It was it was all all kicking off, wasn't it? After what was an absolutely awful game. I mean, that the Villa, yeah. it was a terrible game. Terrible well, game I, to do you know, I, I, I blame myself because I didn't actually subject myself to it. Maybe if I'd watched it, I would have given them that little a bit of an extra spark, and they wouldn't have conceded that goal. But I, I just knew it was going to be terrible. I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to to watch it. Well, so you I got didn't, you I got just... away with it. I mean, I think people talk about how important FBL is to the Premier League. I don't think anyone would have watched that. Most people <laughs> would have turned that off after ten minutes. Um, but I watched to the end, just willing, willing Newcastle to score, and of course, eventually they did. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was about poor game. But Stones, I mean, what a what a player he's been for you! Unbelievable. I know, I know. I mean, I, I can't, I can't claim that I, I got him in before his massive haul in the double game week. I, I got him in after that. He either plays or he, or he scores or gets a clean sheet. There's no, there's no middle ground with him. He's, he's, he's kind of perfect, really. Uh, yeah, I was going to switch into Diaz a few, a few weeks ago. Diaz is still, still, I think the, the safer, better pick. And yeah, you know, he's scored as well, so he, he clearly has that goal threat, but. Yeah, I, it just like we talked about last week. I don't really know what I'm going to do with my city defenders because there are issues there. Cancelo's got the the competition. Stones has. I don't know who is going to play each week, but it almost feels worth. We're definitely keeping definitely keeping one of them or, or getting Diaz and and seeing what else. I don't really know. I was all set on on switching around to Diaz, uh, De Bruyne and and Gundogan. And then De Bruyne gets benched and Cancelo and Stones both return and suddenly it's like, oh, maybe I should just stick with what I've got. But mm. It's a lottery every week, isn't it? It is. And as City's schedule gets even worse, um, you know, I think we're all looking at whether we actually want to take three City players forward with the wild card. Mm. Um, I'm playing the wild card in 31. And I've got to say, probably only going to take one or two. I'll probably keep Diaz, yeah. um, maybe Gundogan, depending on how his role develops now De Bruyne is back, but... Might go KDB, so it'd be two, well, I think. At, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, but you look at Chelsea. Like you think, mm, you know, if you yeah. get Azpilicueta in or, mm. or Rudiger, you go for Shaw as well. Um, you know, you keep you keep Dina or or I mean, Target's been doing well. I mean, Diaz to me, the Diaz, Azpilicueta, and Shaw looks a pretty solid three to to for, for, for between now and the end of the season. You could even yeah. whack someone like Creswell in there. Um, I don't know. I just think City. Maybe City aren't aren't the best play anymore. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, we'll I see. mean, I can't wait to get Luke Shaw on my team, to be honest. I keep watching from Same. afar. I mean, he looks fantastic. It's just at the moment, I can't find a spot for him with the blank, obviously, in 29. But him and the Chelsea defender, that's got to be, you know, that's two yeah. of the wild card picked already. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about Salah, though, before we go off your team, because I don't have Salah. Again, it was disappointing showing, wasn't it? One of all the, all the captain picks fell flat. And, and ironically, Calvert-Lewin was the one I was talked about doing and, and he only got a goal with six points. But actually, he, he, you know, he was the best bet for me if I'd have gone that route. But what did you make of Salah's performance again? Yeah, that's, it's like I could have been brave and I could have moved Salah on. I could have moved to Son or Aubameyang and literally mm. any single person I would have moved to would have been, would have been a, a disaster. You go into that Monday game thinking, right, everyone's blanked. He's yeah. my captain. Surely this is it. He's going he's gonna to get something, just an assist. That's gonna that's gonna give me some decent points, and just nothing. I mean, he scores the offside goal, but other than that, I mean, he just doesn't look doesn't look on it. It's it's too it's too. I mean, five blanks. He didn't get involved in a row. It's, no, it's, they didn't get the ball it, to him it, enough, did they? I didn't think. I mean, I don't know. Jota what it is. is just is just clear at the moment in terms yeah. of who, if who I'd pick and, yeah. and half the price. 
And Salah, you know, we're talking about maybe Free City isn't going to survive the wild card. Uh, I don't think Salah is when Jota's there as an option, is he? I don't think so. And he's not going to double up because they're just not scoring enough goals. They have got a good run in. Um, certainly the last four look very strong indeed. So it, at that point, we might look at doubling up on a city, on a Liverpool attacker. But it really depends on where they're at at that stage in the season mm. and what the situation is with them because it's, it's really hard to predict. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, going down to two city, no Salah, what's going on? Um, my team, Season as I say, um, I could have gone with the Calvert-Lewin captaincy. In the end, I went Bruno. I think of the captain candidates, he was probably the one that was most unfortunate to come away with a blank. He, um, you know, he, he set up a good chance of Greenwood. He had the shot saved. He was he had a one-on-one. He, he, he was decent in the game against West Ham. Um, so I was hopeful throughout the 90 minutes and remained hopeful, but just didn't deliver. But it was Trent who really saved me. He's the yeah, one no. who got me the green arrow. And, yeah. Um, he has been better. He has been better in recent games, I think. And again, he had a decent game. You know, he set up some good chances, which helped him get the bonus and the three extra points. Um, what's he get for that? Drop from the England squad. <laughs> yeah, you're not happy about that. I'm not happy about it. I, I think he's actually, last three or four game weeks has been much improved. Looks a lot more confident now. Just his first touch. And, you know, they've picked Walker and Trippier ahead of him, but I just think an England squad without Trent, I mean, come on, give him the benefit. He is, he is. I, I, like, like, like I said, I, I think it must be like, look, we know you're not playing as well as you could do. Okay, mm. you've been a bit better recently, but this is a kind of warning. You're young. You, you don't automatically have a right. place in the England team, blah, blah, blah. But then Eric Dyer's there. <laughs> I could if Dyer wasn't there I think it would be quite a strong statement but Dyer's there on absolutely no merit whatsoever so the whole integrity of, of the decision is is off for me so it does make you question it yeah I um yeah I don't know it's just strange maybe we'll see a reaction from Trent so maybe before mm. I sell him I need to think about that because um if if I was in his shoes, you'd obviously want to make a statement in retaliation to that. But yeah, 50 points for me, a green arrow, which Trent got me. So very, very similar game weeks this time round. Um, nudged up in ranks, both of us, not massive. Right in the good league. Um, I got a little bit extra. I've got 10 point lead now. It's hardly something I can relax and sit upon. You're still chasing Joe. You're one point behind, <laughs> aren't you? In the relegation <laughs> spots. But um, yeah. it's neck and neck between you two, isn't it? Well, I think we all get relegated. Well, I oh, think it's, it's bottom three. I think it's Joe, me and, and Lake Riser. Right. Well. So it's it's Tom Freeman who I need to be targeting. And obviously he had that bench boost, which has really, um, which has really put, put him up. But he hasn't got the wild card and I have. So it's all, it's all going to, my season's going to come down to if I, get, if I get the wild card right, I should have a fairly strong end of the season and, and do okay. So I just need to make sure that I, I nail that. So that's going to be a very interesting stream. Uh, in a couple of weeks when, when we both when we both play the same week. It's going to be double wildcard, yeah. So we'll have to yeah, do that yeah. late at night with plenty of drink. Double the beers. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll go out on time for that one. No, we won't, will we? We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll be a fascinating wildcard. I'm, I'm chasing down Andy now. I'm 40-odd points behind him, which sounds like a big gap, but he doesn't have a wildcard either. So, yeah. you know... I know I'm I'm forty odd behind. I, I reckon I could uh, still stage some kind of a comeback there and overtake him, but we'll see. It's it's good to have a target. Good to have a target. Well, v, v Buckley asks, uh, "Is it going to be awkward uh, if I get relegated?" And the answer is, "We're not doing this if I get relegated." Well, this so is what you say. If you like the great and the good, then you better hope that I do well. well what, what I'll do <laughs> is I'll get Greyhead to put a Division One in place, and then we can have two leagues with me in a different league. I'm to not you, being that. in Division Two. No. Absolutely not. I'm not being here when you're in Division 1 and I'm in Division 2. You're not having that. 
Absolutely not. Well, nope. you just, you've got to back your ideas up then. You're going to have to catch Tom Freeman, aren't you? Um, just interesting on here, look at my team value compared to everyone else's now. I'm 106.3 million and I'm, no one else is near me. Like, Gemmell's on 103.6. It's me that's closest to you. Yeah. 105.6. Yeah. That's those early early transfers, you see. Both of us. Let's see if points it does not, us any good. Price not, pounds not points. That's is what I've always said. No, that's not what you've always said, is it? That's That's... <laughs> That's not your hashtag, you you fluff that, didn't pounds, you? Pounds, not points. Yeah, if you if you resort the league by by pounds, then I'm second. Yeah, well, go with that. Sorted. Then. Yeah, yeah, go with that. Won't be relegated. <laughs> no, well, we'll see. Um, okay, let's look at some defensive data because obviously tonight, um, you know, we're going to be looking at the eight teams. So I've highlighted the eight teams that play in game week 29 in the data here and and throughout the data that we're showing in the show. It's going to be those eight teams that we focus up on. Um, so just looking at the uh, defensive data here, um, yeah, it's Brighton, isn't it? It's, it's, it's never, Brighton again. It never, I, never I, fails to surprise I me. I don't want to get you talking about Brighton, but you know, looking at the last four matches, which is perhaps the most relevant data over the season, though Brighton are the third best defence in terms of minutes per expected goal conceded. Which I think we this say is the every only week. time people care about me talking about Brighton. I think I guess so. everyone's asking me questions about them. <laughs> But, you know, over the last four matches, they're second only to Chelsea for this stat as well. Minutes per expected goal conceded. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, which is key going into this game week, because if you look at the cluster of teams we've got, we've got strong defences based on the last four, which are Brighton, Spurs and Arsenal. Those are three of the top four defences over the last four game weeks for expected goals conceded. So, Three teams you know, I don't trust even yeah, remotely to keep a clean sheet. Fair, fair enough. So defensively, you know, we've got three strong teams there. Uh, looking further down over the last four, Newcastle are fifth and bottom, and then Villa yeah, just below mid-table. So we haven't really got massive extremes here um, in terms of the weaker defences. Newcastle are probably, on this reckoning, the weakest defence on show based on this data, and then Villa next, but not massively, not you know, you wouldn't put your house on it. Um, and I think that that's what makes this game week so difficult. When you look at the fixtures and you look at the teams involved, there's not really a team flying, particularly now Spurs have just lost the North London derby and Europe. And there's not really a team you would say is a whipping boy. I guess Newcastle is the nearest to that. Would you concur with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? You, know, you, look at, you look at like Leeds and Fulham game. And you would have said six months ago that that would have been absolutely locked in for yeah. the many Leeds players you could possibly get, triple captains, you know, everything going and And the fact Fulham have, have timed up so much uh, just is, is a testament. And, and Leeds sort of going off the boil, as we'll probably talk about um, mm. in a second. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't, this is it. I don't think there is a standout fixture this week. I don't think, even though uh, even though Newcastle is so low down on this, that isn't going to be a goal fest. It, the, the message to Brighton is going to be, don't lose this game, lads. Do not lose to Newcastle. If you if you get a nil nil or a one all, we take it. We've got a better team. We'll, we, we we should be all right. If we lose this game, we are in massive trouble. And do you, do you think not, that's can't lose it? Do you think that's the same for Newcastle? Do you think they'll go there and think, well, we can take a point here. That'll be all right. Or do you think they've got to win it? I think there's more there's more onus on Newcastle to win it, and you know there's lots of reasons for it. Obviously, they need the points. We both do, but in terms of momentum, in terms of proving a bit of a point that they're not just going to go down without a fight. Uh, and I just think looking at the end of the end of the season runs, I think Brian 
Brighton's looks a bit more favourable to me. And I think we are more capable of picking up points in, in some of the tougher matches that we've got than, than they might have. So I think, I just think it's, it's, it's crucial for Newcastle to, to win this game. I think they have to. I think if they lose this game to us, then that puts a bit of mm. a bit of space between us, and we should and we should be okay. But surely that's what Potter will say to his team. Like this is if we win this game, we put it, we almost put it to bed, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's I an interesting know. angle. I mean, motivation at this point in matches is a key question for FBL managers because it does play a big part. When you look at matchups, and you would normally go, "Well, they're they're definitely the stronger team, so they'll see it through." Um, you know, Southampton Brighton last week was a case in point. I said that I felt that Brighton could get the result there. Southampton massive win. Yeah. Southampton don't really have much to play for. Brighton certainly do. And in the end, that might have been the deciding mm. factor. So definitely motivation now can skew form, it can skew, yep. you know, what we think about league position and so on. So it's gonna be a nervy one, this one, I think, for mm. both sides. I think, you know, a team breaks or a team starts attacking and it's gonna be interesting to see whether a, the attacking team has the confidence to kind of push more men forward and kind of go for it. And B, whether the defending team actually can take the pressure and, and kind of withstand it. It's, I'm not looking for, I'm looking forward to it from a kind of footballing perspective because even though I think it might be quite cagey, I think there's so much riding on it and everyone's gonna, there's going to be quite a lot of passion out there and it's going to be an interesting game to watch. But as a Brighton fan, I'm not looking forward to it because mm. like I said, we, we just we just can't lose. We just well, can't lose this one. Nil-nil, I would take, to be honest. This is interesting when we start looking at attacking data um, over the last four in particular, because again, Brighton, incredible. Second to Man City in terms of minutes per expected goal, 51.2, City on 38.1, well out in front. But Brighton's second over the last four games. I think it's 10 big chances they've created in those four matches. Um, That is very surprising. So Brighton go into this game... Third for defensive data and second for attacking data in our tables. Effectively, the form team statistically, <laughs> um, which is yep. is pretty extraordinary, and that might explain you know why there's a, there is a trend you know, certainly on Twitter in the community towards looking more at at least two Brighton players at the moment, and maybe even a Brighton attacker in the mix as well. Further down that table, you look at the bottom section and look, Newcastle, Leeds and Fulham. So Leeds and Fulham meet in one of the fixtures and they are currently the third and fourth worst teams in terms of minutes per expected goal over the last four games. So whereas before, you're right, we'd have looked at that fixture and thought, well, let's let's get Leeds players because they're an attacking team up against the Fulham defence. Both these teams go into that game in poor attacking mm. form. Um. I mean, why, what's your explanation for that? Why have those two teams dipped so much? I mean, Fulham, yeah, okay, they were mid-table, but Leeds, over the season, were second, third, fourth. Now they're dipping down and they really have declined in recent weeks. What do you think's behind that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not going to say they're tired because I know Leeds fans hate it and yeah. I don't think it's true either. I think there's they don't they're like machines. They don't even know what what tiredness means. Mm. Uh, I just wonder if there's a bit of a change in tactics of of both teams. Um I think I think Leeds have been really unlucky not to have scored more against West Ham. Uh, Rafinha, I mean Rafinha in particular, he's just been absolutely outstanding and Bamford's been really guilty of missing missing quite a few chances. Um, so I, I, I do wonder if, you know, the, their, their problem has been conceding kind of too many goals and they haven't mm. actually conceded 
that many. And the West Ham game aside, uh, you know, is was was a bit of a, a bit of a blip. But they shouldn't they shouldn't have lost that game two 0 I don't think with the chances they created. Fulham just don't score enough goals, and I no. think Parker knows that. And he just says, okay, well, if we're not going to score many goals, let's not concede many either. And that generally seems to be the way they're going as well. So I think both teams are just kind of happy now just to just to get a 1-0 or, or a 0-0 or, and, and just kind of almost see the season, well, for Leeds in particular, just kind of see the season out because they're, they're probably quite happy where they are. And Fulham just need to pick up some wins. So being solid and, and grinding out a 1-0 suits them, suuts them to the T. So... Yeah, you can see bit, where we're I, going. I, it's going to be quite, Yeah, I, mean, I don't know to, about this game. I don't yeah. think it's going to be as exciting as, as it could have been a few but months ago. Fulham have got to win it. I mean, you know, we talked about Brighton and Newcastle being cagey, Leeds and Fulham being two teams in, in poor attacking form. You know, you can see why we're not very optimistic about the game week, can't you? Because we're already talking about not many goals in either of well, those two games. That was the one. That, that to me was the one. That was the, that was the game with goals in it until, until the last few weeks. And now mm. it's like, it's going to be a 1-1 or a 2-1 max. Mm. I mean, Fulham I, arguably have got to win this game. They're at home to Leeds. That's, a, that's a, an opportunity to get three points and close the gap on Newcastle, who, if they do slip up at Brighton, are there for the taking, right? Do you think that could make it a better game than we're anticipating in that Fulham have got to go for the win and that could leave them open and Leeds on the counter, blah, blah, blah? No, no, because I, I think I don't think he. I think Parker is 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 a smart man, and I think he knows he doesn't want to create an open game against Leeds. Mm. He's going to want to close it down. He's going to want to get a one nil. He's going to want to keep it compact, keep it tight, um, and and hit him on the counter, and and you know like like they've been doing really successfully, like they did against Liverpool. It's going to be that kind of game. The last thing he wants to do is go for it and open the game up, and and let Leeds you know, poor Rafina and Harrison and, and Bamford forward and all, you know, Roberts, all the old Dallas coming in. Like they've got so many players that can, that can quickly overwhelm the team that I, I just, I just can't see that happening. I just can't see Leeds getting a huge, racking up a huge score or Parker letting that happening. I think it's going to be a, a, t- a tight game. Another tight encounter. Yeah. Um, Villa about mid table in attacking form there. And, um, yeah, over the season they've very, been very strong, but recently again, without Grealish, they have dipped, no doubt. So they're another team that you look at and think they're going into their fixture with Spurs, not in great form without Grealish. And if and I don't, we haven't heard from Dean Smith yet, but we mm. don't know whether Grealish is going to make it. Um, if he can doesn't, we hear from Dean Smith. Is we, it is it working? Uh, it, can we hear from? Well, what do you mean, like this? I live in the real world, not the fantasy world. It, it is working. Yeah, Dean it's Smith, we That's love him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to make another excuse for Grealish. I don't anticipate. I mean, they're going to give him the international break, right, to to recover from the injury. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I would have thought so. I've, I think, you know, like, like, from what I've heard, it's um, it was an injury, then he's ill again. Yeah. And it's like, God, recover from an injury, Are ill you again. This? Just, I don't know. It's a funny one. I think you said, didn't you say last week you thought he was pretty out for the season? Because it just seems a weird injury. There's not really much news about it. And who kind of really knows what, what's going on. I mean, I, I, I can't, I, he won't play against Spurs. He's not in the England squad, right? So no, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, so he, then he's got to be out of the weekend. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, the rumour mongers will start circling if he doesn't come back after the break, because then it'll be like, well, as he, did he have an injury? And now there's, his agent is causing an issue because there's already lots of talk about selling him in the summer, of course, which would be mm. a shame for Villa given that he signed a new contract and so on. But yeah, I think if he doesn't come back after the break, there'll be start, there'll be talk, won't there? Because 
if he was ill and yet he's not making this weekend and he's not making the England squad. Very odd, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, people are loving the sound clip, by the way, Mark. Okay, well, more, uh, more of that to come. That is one Colin of the benefits. Richardson. One of the benefits Col- of this new system, of course, right? Okay. Well, Colin Richardson says it's it's ironic that you can get Dean Smith working, but not our own sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Which it's all, is, uh, it's all part of it. Um, Mauritius Bowl says he thinks Grealish will play against Spurs. Um, really? Well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we're here from Dean tomorrow, I guess, and we'll find out. But if that is the case, it's strange why... Um, I don't believe he's been named in the squad, the England squad. I didn't see him there. No, so, no. No. so that why wouldn't he be in the squad if he was fit to play this weekend? So, um, well, maybe out of a favour to Villa, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Villa going into that game not informed. Spurs going into that game with Villa off the back of two demoralising defeats. <laughs> Again, not great, is it? For, no. for a, It's just... Mm, it's, yeah. cr- it's crap, isn't it? It's, it's a crap week all round. The, like... West Ham Arsenal like could potentially be an interesting game, but yeah. Arsenal aren't exactly the most reliable team. It's a good performance against Spurs, but I can never see them scoring heavily. And West Ham, I mean, if, if West Ham put out a team similar to what they put out against United, where they just took all of their creative players out of the team and went, right, we're going to go with Noble. And as soon as you see Mark Noble in the team, I love Mark Noble, don't get me wrong. Like obviously an absolute legend at West Ham, but nowadays you see him in the team and you think, yeah, Moyes is going for a nil-nil. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's workmanlike from the start and they did it in the FA Cup game there as well. They played exactly the same way. I mean, to be fair, if, you know, their plan was to attack in the last 20 minutes, of course, and in the end they had to do that because United got the goal and they looked all right. When they started going at United, United looked a bit shaky, to be honest. I can't understand why the reason they've done so well is because he's played loads of attacking players and really mm. gone gone for it in games. And when you play attacking players like that, it means you don't often have to defend as much because you've got you on the front foot. So why why pick a team that's deliberately going to let United be on the front foot for the entire game and then attack them in the last twenty minutes but not convert any of your chances? And and it, I I just don't get it. It's more I, Moyes does it a lot and it's a bit like I'm football manager I play football manager and I tinker too much and I you know I try and set my teams up too smart and and it, and it doesn't go well and you know in a, in a lot of ways I'm a bit like a Premier League manager you've and I know compared, what I'm doing you've compared, more than, more, yeah, more you've compared your antics in a video game yeah. such as it, it doesn't is a work. good game but you know it doesn't work on football manager I'm saying I, yeah. I, I just I just can't I saw that line up and it just because I predicted 1-0 United and I saw that line up and I was like 1-0 United yeah lock it in like mm. it's, it's just going to happen and it was just it was just very predictable it mm. just it would annoy me if I was a West Ham fan and I'd yeah, seen that yeah. line up I mean the thing is as well Rice and Suchek have been enough cover for a defence which has done very well in recent matches and over the season um, I mean going back to the defensive data over the season yeah they're, they're sixth overall for the season which is a strong position to be in Mm. For a team that, you know, not being funny, but they're a mid table you know, mid table team that have really pushed on this season and defensively they've been strong. So, you know, I'm surprised that he felt he had to add Noble in there and couldn't go for it and he couldn't yeah. play Ben Rama, but you know, it's um it was a shame. But yeah, it made for a poor game. And I I just hope that I look at the four fixtures and you're right, West Ham Arsenal is the one that it's the great hope, I think, of the four games to actually give us some goals. Because I think the others could be quite dour affairs. I hope that you know, West Ham Arsenal gets an early goal. Your mate, your mate is the key. I think without Lingard, West Ham just aren't as exciting. Mm. And him coming back into the team might spark them a little bit more into actually giving it a bit of a go and hopefully a, a better game as a result of it. 
Yeah, more on Lingard in a bit. Um, let's look at the players <laughs> over the season. We won't dwell on this data too much. I've just highlighted here the players in action in game week 29. I think what's interesting from this is that Madger, you know, he's fifth overall for minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. Um, okay, he's not had as many minutes as many of the players in the table, but he has shown up well when he's been on the pitch. Now, he didn't get any minutes against Man City. He, um, Parker went with Cavalero. Perhaps for the pace on the press in, or to stretch the game a bit. I don't know why he didn't favour Madger. Or maybe he's resting mm. Madger for the games that matter because he felt that maybe with City, that was almost a free hit, if you like. If we get anything, we get something. But Madger, mm. I expect to come back in for the Leeds game. Do you agree with that? I would have thought so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's looked good in, in the games that I've, I've seen him. He's, he's regressed a little bit. I mean, he, you know, against Everton, he's got the two goals and, and kind of, like, oh, wow, they've actually signed a goal scorer. But again, he just kind of turns into these like busy workman-like performances. But I mean, I don't know, the competition, I mean, Cavalero isn't, isn't really a striker, is he? Um, Mitrovic is, is out of the picture completely. I think they need him and mm. I think they need him for, for the running. So I th- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's back up top, but it was, it was a bit of a strange decision not to play him against City. So just added, added a little element of doubt on, the, on his security of starts, but I think he'll be back. We've had a question there. Why is Jahan, is it Jahan Bash? Jahan Bash, is that how you pronounce it? You come yeah, in, come, help me. Yeah. He's been removed because I basically oh, no. raised the threshold for number of minutes to make this table deliberately. So I didn't have to try and pronounce <laughs> Jahan Bash again. Is it just it's got... pretty good. That's a good pronunciation. Was actually. it? Is it okay? Uh, isn't isn't our audience perceptive? They, they are. They are. <laughs> I think it's Johannes um, back. Johannes back. Is it? Um, maybe. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's good that they're that attentive. Um, so, what what do you think? Because <laughs> there's a lot of talk about differentials, and if you were trying to pick a differential, Manager fits the bill. Perhaps Lacazette does as well because he didn't start <laughs> tonight in the Europa League. You're not liking that. <laughs> Um, that is bottom of the barrel stuff, isn't it? Well, both of them. I mean, it's kind of difficult to pick 11 players, let alone start going, well, where's the differentials, isn't it? Um, Maggio, I think, is a decent punt, I think. Um, he could be. If you really want to take a risk, I think Maggio could be the player for Fulham to make the difference and get the goal. I don't think there's going to be more than one goal in that game, maybe, for Fulham. Um, but Lacazette, you don't fancy then? Well, no, because... No. Does he play? Like yeah. it's a lot of money to to put into that. I mean, the 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 the, the, the trouble again with Brighton is if you're not wildcarding this week, they go straight into United away. Yeah. So you know your differentials in your Brighton players, Veltman, uh, you know Dunk, Trossard. I'm going to talk a bit more about about Brighton later and who I think. Mm. Is, but you know they're they're the players who you look at that Newcastle game and you think, oh, these are, I'm going to get into some Brighton players because they, you know, that is arguably the best fixture. And then they have that that United game. So it's like you've got to take that into account when you're taking out Fernandez and and Gundogan and all these guys that yeah you abs- you, know. you absolutely have. You've got to look at. I mean, one of the lessons that I've you know I've I've said to my I've I put down some rules that I wanted to adhere to when I've looked at this game week. And one of them is you've got to take notice of game week thirty. If you're wildcarding in thirty one, or if you don't have your wildcard, you've got to look at who you're taking out. Because in game week 30, there is, there is some decent fixtures. Like I've got Dina and Calvert-Lewin in my team. Now, on the face of it, you think, well, I can lose one of them, if not both of them, for game week 29 and get players who are active. But then they've got a really strong fixture. In, I think they've got, um, let me just remind myself who they are playing. Um, let's go to the ticker here. So, um, yeah, Everton play Crystal Palace in game week 30, right? I'm going to want Dina and Calvert-Lewin for that game. 
there's no way um, no. I, I want to lose them. So you have got to consider the players you're taking out and look at game week 30 and 31 if you haven't got the wild card and think, well, is it going to be worth it given the pool of talent that we're talking about that's on offer in game week 29? You know, do I want to lose Calvert Lewin for Manager? No, I don't. I don't. No, exactly. No yeah, yeah. You're just not D- going to do differentials are, are, are really, really tough. And I, I, I think really Trossard is 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 my favourite one. If I was gonna if I was gonna pick one to to go for, uh, I was I was gonna say Lucas Moura uh, as well, just because I thought he was actually really good against Arsenal for the whole game. And if they had managed to get anything out of that game, it would largely have been down to him actually looking like he could be bothered to play football mm. and actually harassing mm. people. And he's, he's not my, my favorite player. I mean, I've said before his, his hat trick against Ajax is, is I think the greatest thing I've ever seen in a match. Like just the way the whole thing was just incredible, but I don't rate him too highly as, as a player, but he, he has looked actually really good. Yeah. Um, and he's a Mourinho player, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a guy that actually wants to run. And there's some people in the chat talking about Bale and how, you know, I think the goals came down his side or he was largely at fault. Well, not largely at fault, but like him not tracking back probably does allow more space for, for teams to attack down that side. That's exactly what Mourinho doesn't like. And it's no coincidence that Mourinho doesn't, I don't think, has full faith in him because he doesn't, he's not going to offer that. So again, I wouldn't be too surprised to see Bale miss out in one of the next two games. He, he came on at 60 minutes today, mm. but again, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I don't really want Bale because... I just don't trust that that Mourinho likes him that much. So actually, I think I'd, I'd prefer to have Mora, weirdly enough. Well, we're going to talk about Bal or, or, or Bamiang, I got that right, um, in a moment, <laughs> because I think for me, I've got that decision to make. I think you're looking at one of them as well, aren't you? Um, for this game. Just going back to Trossard, can you promise me that you're going to talk about him later in the show for your team? Or is he kind of... No? Well, uh, yeah, well, I'm, what do you mean? Am, am I considering him? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. massively. Right. I think. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk me? Do you want me to talk no, no, to no. about Brighton? Now? Save it no, for no. later. I'm, it. I've got, okay. I've got something okay. a bit special for that. So. It's my moment, Mark. I'm excited. Oh, I know, I know exactly. Yeah, but I know when we look at your <laughs> teams, we'll do that. Let's just look at players over the last four game weeks, and again with the uh, an idea on some differentials. And there's a couple in here. Pepe, I've mentioned in previous game weeks, uh, previous shows rather building up to this, could be someone who we could look at. Saka, who wasn't. Figure, didn't figure in the Europa League tonight, but we believe could come back into the equation for His the West Ham game. Are fantastic. They are. Soccer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're strong, but do we think that he's going to come straight back into the team at West Ham? That's it's a question. risk, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, last four game weeks, 140.6 minutes per expected goal involvement, which is better even than Rafina, which given Rafina and his form... Is um is pretty staggering. Um, I like Udegaard. Yeah, he's not on the list. But no, he's not. He's like kind of Ozil again. Like he just he just is that kind of classy orchestrator. Mm. He's setting up chances. He's he kind of he looks like he's going to be the kind of player who, when Arsenal wants something to happen, they're going to start turning to him more and more. And it's been Saka and Smith Rowe have had that before, but now I think it might just be leaning towards Udegaard a bit. He, again, he's he's a good differential. He's, he's someone I'm I'm considering. And actually, the Liverpool game in in thirty probably isn't that bad a bad a game for Arsenal, even mm. though they've got Fabinho back. I still fancy Arsenal to get get a goal in that. Yeah, this is it. I think when we're talking about taking players into thirty, um, you know, Bale obviously appeals because they've got Newcastle. 
Spurs. And that's why a lot of people have piled on Spurs for, for game week 29, of course. But, you know, Arsenal against Liverpool, if you're going to go with an Arsenal player, would it be Saka or even a Bamiyang? Yes, yeah, it's not too bad a fixture. You would still play those players in that game because Liverpool have obviously allowed opportunities. And you, do, you, you think Arsenal could get a goal in that game at least, wouldn't you? So mm. I don't think that is a bad fixture. I think you're absolutely right there. Um, yeah, Major features on here, of course, and Trossard down the bottom there just sneaking in our table, 204.6 <laughs> minutes per expected goal involvement. Again, I think it's very difficult to, to risk differentials when the, you know, the pool of talent just for, to get an 11 out is difficult enough. But when you're looking outside of that, it gets pretty desperate. And I think that um, <laughs> when we look at our, the free hit team that we've put together, we'll see that. But I just want to look at some interesting stats now from um, livefbl.net. This is Ragabolly's site, which if you don't know, is, is an incredible piece of work. Um, certainly something we recommend you go and check out if you haven't. I mean, many people in the community use it for their live rank, which can can be a good and a bad thing, depending mm. on how your game week is going. But this is interesting. This is um, this table shows the active players um, by, by tier, if you like. So the top 100, how many active players they've got going into game week 29, the top 1K, the top 10K, etc. Um, and he's got figures here for excluding... Your, your second goalkeeper and also excluding Son. And, you know, what's interesting here is the top 100, the top 1K and the top 10K, they've all got the, the most players going into this, um, into this game, the most active players. So the, the average in the top 100 is 6.86 players when you disregard Son and the second keeper. 6.86, almost seven players. The top 1K is 6.77, the top 10K is 6.7. So, mm. you know, it's obvious that, you know, those, those players have, have prepared for this game week in mind and they're well set up. I mean, I go into it with five at the moment without Son. And what have you, have you got five as well? Or have you got six without Son? I've got six. Right. I, I, didn't, I didn't have Son, so that helped. I've got Martinez, Dallas, Target, Lookman, Rafina, Bamford, Kane, Antonio. I've got eight. Mm. But this, this is interesting because I'm so, I mean... All the way down to even if you're looking in the 1 million to 2 million bracket, they've got 5.97 players. And I think when you get down that low, you're starting to, get, to obviously hit non-active teams, if you like, go shit Surely teams. I get Green Arrow this week. I've got two frees as well. Yeah. Getting 10 out without a hit. Exactly. <laughs> looking, at this, looking at this, most, play, most teams are going to be set up with six players, right? So if you've already got seven players and you've got two free transfers, or you're, you're even better if you're going to go in with eight, nine, ten. You're in a good spot, aren't you? Um, does it? Do these figures surprise you? Yeah, yes and no. Um, well, no, not really. I, I don't think they do. I, I, I maybe would expect um, the kind of exclude because if you if you look at it excluding Son, it's all sort of relatively around the same, isn't it? It's kind mm, of it's about six, not, not six players. Yeah, yeah, not 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 a huge amount amount in it. But no, I think you know people. Um, I think people are going to take lots of hits as well this week. And I think it's not really a week that, that suggests that taking lots of hits are going to massively pay off. And I think people are going to panic a bit and they're going to say, oh, I've only got six players. I better get 11. I'll take a minus 12, whatever. Do, I'll just go for that, it. And... Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think there'd be lots I, of... I think so. I think so. Right. I, I think I think people will people will just think to themselves, well, you know, it's, having a player is better than not having a player. Mm. And I do agree with that. And, and like we talked about, it's, it's only really a minus two at the end of it but at the same time 
unless it's when game week 30 runs around and if you have taken out your Fernandez and your Gundogan's, that's actually what I'm more excited is maybe not the right word, but I'm, I'm hoping that quite a few people like break up their teams to bring in really crap players around my rank. And then, you know, then a wild card and I've maybe still got Fernandez and Gundogan and I keep that value in and don't have to, don't have to panic about it too much. Cause you know, if people haven't got, um, if people haven't got the, the wild cards to play, uh, then that, this kind of suits me quite well because it's a blank game week where people are going to be taking hits, bringing in crappy players and then won't be able to get rid of them in the, mm. in the long run. So that, that helps. But yeah, I mean, this, this doesn't uh, take into account the, um, the free hits that some people have got, does it? So no, no, not at all. No. I, I would, I, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a guess, but I wonder if the, the top sort of hundred one K are going to be the ones that have already played the free hit and maybe the ones f- further down might still have it. Possibly. Just yeah. because you, you know, you'd, you'd expect people with more points to have played their chips. Yeah, and that would skew this, obviously. That would skew this because people with the free hit aren't going to be setting up for this game week. They're going to go in through with less players, but then free hit, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what I look at this and think, it's you've got to look at your squad and look at the positions that give you opportunity to swap players out. And I think that's your second goalkeeper because obviously you can take your primary keeper into game week 30 and beyond. It's your fifth defender because obviously you can play three or four at the back and that fifth defender can be on the bench. It's your fifth midfielder and it's your third striker. These are the positions Mm -hmm. where you can, that's your bench effectively in game week 30. But when you're looking beyond that, when you're going, right, I'm taking out my heavy hitter like a De Bruyne to get, um, you know, a Lingard in or a Rafinha in, that's where you've got to ask yourself, you know, is it is it going to be worthwhile? Yeah. Um, I guess Lingard and Rafinha are bad examples, but um, a Trossard, if you're you know getting De Bruyne out and getting Trossard just to get a player who's active, I think Rafinha could be worth getting in and sacrificing a player for. Well, maybe straight to Sheffield United. Yeah, I would not want to be going into a Sheffield United game without Rafinha. No, no. So Leeds are okay. Leeds gives yeah. you that fixture in game week thirty, but I think you just got to you've got to do two things. You've got to look at the game week thirty fixtures and beyond. And you've got to look at what whether you're weakening your squad going forward. And I think there are spots where you can afford to take risks, like the, like the keeper, the second keeper, like the third, the fourth or fifth defender. And you can be reasonably and and and, and sacrifice players there. But you've got to be careful. You keep a strong eleven for game week thirty, yeah. and that's what's important. Yeah, I mean Leeds with that fixture, Spurs with the fixture they've got against Newcastle, they are gifts to us. It's mostly um, just Brighton. I think you know the. Yeah. Brighton, this is the thing. Brighton have arguably the best fixture, like we've said, but then have the worst game in 30, whereas everyone else is a bit of a mixed bag, but then have quite good games in 30. So it's it's a bit, it's you know, when you're talking about hits and stuff, it kind of feels like actually the hit for one of the other players might be better at paying off over the next two weeks rather than a hit for a Brighton player who might pay off this week, but then probably isn't going to win the United game. So yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one. It, it, you know, I, I I've had... In past seasons, I've had quite a lot of success taking hits in mm. blank game weeks because there's, you, you just get rid of that risk. Just get rid of that risk of the play you take out hauling and it's quite a nice thing to thing to have. But normally we have kind of one or two standout weeks. You know, Chelsea are playing Crystal Palace at home and, you know, you take a punt on Werner and Havertz and stuff and, you know, maybe one of them scores a brace just out of luck but I just don't see any any players that really really I don't even captain wise there's no player this week that I think we have to captain I think everyone's going to going to go for Kane as a default I'm not convinced he's yeah I've he's seen that I had a sneak preview of your team well 
after tonight's result as well, particularly. It depends how much you read into that, that how that's going to affect them. But I've seen your team and you've not gone Kane captain, so more on that more on that later. I was surprised at that. But yeah, I, I yeah. it's very, very difficult to spot a player that's worth it. I mean, I, I I am going to take a hit, I think. I'm going to do a minus four. But I look at my team and think, oh, I can lose Johnston as my second keeper. I can lose Son because he's injured and I, I don't trust Marino. I don't know the extent of the injury, but I can always bring Son back for 30 if I want to. Mm. Um, and then Trent or Cancelo will probably go one of those two. I can afford to lose one of those two because in game week 30, I've got a decent defence to play 3-4-3. Um, and the fixtures allow me to play 3-4-3. Three, three. And I'm, we'll talk about, we'll look at my plan maybe later, but that's what you've got to do. You've got to identify the players you can afford to lose without weakening your team going forward. Yep. And then that gives you an idea of how many hits that you can probably take without risk. Um, and then obviously one hit, a four, is, is effectively, a, if you're going for an attacking player, you're guaranteed to get two back unless they get booked. Mm. So I think a minus four is sensible. When you start getting to the realms of minus eight, for the players that we're about to look at, I think it's it's quite difficult to justify. So you look at it like that, because I, I always look at them just in, just in isolation. Mm. Like It's a minus four for him. It's a minus four for him. It's a minus four for him. The, right. the minus eight is kind of a bit meaningless to me if you're taking out a player with a blank it's a minus two to swap them out for someone else because you expect that player to get two points and then yeah wherever they get the, the trouble is with a defender like if you're you taking a hit to get in dunk if he gets a if he gets a clean sheet you're actually only getting two points like you're only winning two points off that because he's going to get mm. six you've taken two oh no four i can't i can't count um so you, you need that you need that clean sheet to to, to get at least a decent return and I yeah, just don't trust it, any of these teams to really keep keep one but well, that's, I think that's, Brighton have probably got the best chance yeah that's why Brighton are popular because I think the defenders you know because you've got five defenders and you can play three at the back going forward so you can possibly change two of your defenders and you can certainly change your second keeper that's why Brighton have appeared in because they do have yeah. on paper the best fixture for a clean sheet um what we've got here is the a revisit of the game week 29 targets that we put together for last week. Um, so I've selected an A team. We've, I've now got a full B team. Some players to consider in C and D as well in the columns there. So the A team at the moment is Sanchez, Creswell, Dallas, Dunk, playing three at the back. Bale, Lookman, Rafina, Lingard, Aubameyang, Kane and Antonio. I've made two changes here. Uh, I've put Dunk in for Veltman. Antonio in for Bamford. Yeah, here we go. You listen to me, finally. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the situation with Veltman is quite interesting because we looked at him last week. We looked at his data for a goal involvement of the last six and he was second, I think, to Trent. But the burn injury meant he moved back into the back three mm. and lost the right wing back spot. So much depends on Burn being fit now for this Newcastle game, whether Veltman is a worthy punt and there's a lot you know I listen to a lot of podcasts this week and, and who got the assist are really you know, using propaganda as, as uh, Tom would say to push Veltman um, and he is the flavour of the month on, in the Twitter community at the moment but Dunk got the goal at Southampton and I've got some data in the moment which makes me think that Dunk is the stronger option and, and I'm seeing the community go back that way now it's interesting when you see in this little bubble we, you see the swell of opinion start to move and it definitely is moving towards two Brighton defenders, whether it be the keeper and one defender, and it's starting to move towards Dunk as a, as a really worthy target. Well, Dunk, 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 is, Dunk is the best pick. I've, I've said it for weeks. People were asking me weeks ago, Burn, Veltman, there was White, Dunk, whoever. 
I was like, don't worry about just defensive. If you're going to get anyone from Brighton, get Dunk. Because mm. he's a, he's our main goal for it. I, I don't know if the stats massively support it, but I just know he is from, from watching the games. And I know that we've got creative players who can who can whip the ball into him and I know what he's capable of. He takes free kicks. Like he scored, in my mind, a perfectly fine free kick that was disallowed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took the next penalty because all our players keep missing penalties and he's probably our most composed like player like that. So... I think I think Dunk is an absolute standout. I, I do like Veltman if he plays at right wing back, but it was interesting because I hadn't really considered the implications of Burn being out on on that kind of shift. And mm. so I can't remember who it was on Twitter. They 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 pointed it out to me and actually found some quotes from Potter on Gross because I thought I, I personally think Gross is about the most ill-equipped player to play at right wing back of anyone in the league. He doesn't strike <laughs> me as someone who can get up and down the line at all. Well, he can't. He, he can't, he can't at all. And, and and that's one of his biggest problems is that he's a number 10 through and through. And he's he's kind of got the same problem that like Ozil had in the sense that when you try and find another place for him, because you don't really play with a number 10, he really struggles. So if you try and stick him out on the wing, he's ineffective. He's been dropped back into central midfield, but he hasn't, I just hasn't, he hasn't got the legs on him to really kind of make that his mm. own. And I, it's, it's, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sold. I'm a mate, I'm quite surprised that he, he lasted this summer because he's, he's a class player for a team that plays to his strengths, but I don't think Brighton really do anymore. But yeah, yeah. sticking him at right wing back, like I know he can ping in some crosses and stuff from, from that position, but he's going to be targeted. If he's up against St. Maximan there, right wing back, we will concede. Is St. Maximan fit to run at Goss? Maybe, I don't know what to see, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What do you think about Antonio coming in for Bamford? I'm obviously, the injury's got to factor into this. I think Bamford's going to be fit, but I'm not certain. So in the last few days, I've gone back towards Antonio, even though I've got Lingard in there. So I've gone free West Ham there. Um, do you think that's a sensible move? I think you said last week you would have gone that way. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's not just Bamford's injury. It's Leeds in general looking a bit off form and the fact I think Fulham are going to keep it quite tight. Mm. Uh Antonio, I think, could could bully the Arsenal centre backs. He's done it before qu- quite well, and he has done it before. And it's just it's just the legs on him, isn't it? We talked about that before. Whether he he doesn't he still doesn't he looks like he can't run when it gets to a certain a point in the match. But I'm hoping that with more creativity, with Lingard back, it brings a bit more energy. With some of the creative players hopefully back, it should make Antonio more effective. And yeah, I agree. I think I think Antonio. I've I've got him. This I've got him going into this. And I'm, I'm hoping to get something out of him. Yeah, I mean, I I I've looked at this as much as I can. I just don't see too much variation here. If I was playing a free hit, that eleven: Sanchez, Queswell, Dallas, Dunk, Bale, Lookman, Rafinha, Lingard, Aubameyang, Kane, Antonio. I think that's going to be. There's going to be a lot of free hits looking like that, or very very similar to that. I mean, the midfield. I mean, the options that we've got in the B column here, Trossard, Pepe, Suchek, Gross, Saka, there's Odegaard and Smith-Rowe when you get to the C column. None of these really, for me, say, do enough to get into that five. Do you disagree? Yeah. I, I, I'd put Trossard in over Lookman. You know, I've, I've, I've got Lookman mm. and I'm not... I mean, he's, I think he's got one lot of attacking returns in like 10 weeks. And yeah, he, he's always looked quite good, but oh, yeah. FPL wise, one of those players who who I think kind of flat to deceive a bit. Whereas Trossard, I think it depends how we set up. In the second half against Southampton, they, they played a system that really, really suits him with him just in the hole, orchestrating things. He was allowed to make runs. He was shooting more. He was crossing more. He was doing all the things I want to see from him because he's such a class player, but he does get kind of... I don't really know what happens to him. He kind of he just he features on the periphery quite a lot. But when when they actually 
the team is set up to bring the most out of him, that's when we see the kind of the best option. And he works well with Lallana as mm. well. I think Lallana being fit now is absolutely key for Brighton because he just has that class, that touch, that composure up front that, that we really lack. So I think I think Trossard over, over Lookman would be the only change. But yeah, the rest, solid. Wouldn't argue with any of it. Trossard sums up Brighton to me. He is an absolutely lovely player to watch, but he has got no end product whatsoever. That was last week. <laughs> as yeah, well, I would I would say the same thing. Like I said, it's it's the um it's the switch. It's a switching system. That's a bit unfair. I prepared that for you there, but yeah, I mean, I I know it, it is the switch. And he, he, this week, he's another player. Didn't get my one on Dunk, did you? What did I say no, last week on well, Dunk? Best option in the team, going to get us a goal when he scores. No, oh, you don't I'll put that. I'll, I'll get that one ready for next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Trossard's another player that this week has suddenly picked up traction. And suddenly mm. it's like, oh, he's going to be the one I'm, I'm going to go for. And it's, it's really interesting, the trends in the community like that. And Brighton are definitely in focus. And Dunk, Trossard, Sanchez are the players I'm seeing mentioned the most now. Right? And Veltman, obviously, Tom on who got this, this is pushing Veltman still. But those three are definitely in favour. I mean, we live in this community bubble that is on Twitter. So maybe we're, we're exposed to it all the time and we're seeing this, but it is interesting that Trossard has emerged because obviously he got the goal at Southampton as did Dunk. So I think the casual player yeah, is yeah. going to be more aware yeah. as well. Um, I think you could, you could see it though. Like if you, if you watch the match, if you, if you believe in the kind of eye test thing, if you, if you saw the second half of the game against Southampton, you saw a different Trossard. You saw a Trossard who was being asked and tasked <laughs> more with, with creating things at, attacking wise. And it, and it, you know, the, the, the system the system suited him a lot more than, than it normally does because it, it, it's always felt a little bit like it, 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 we don't really know where his best position is because he, he gets played on the wings he gets played in 10 he gets sometimes he's played up front I, mean, I, I still don't really know where his best place is but I think that is his best place just tucked behind um, the strikers and, and just making things happen um, in that way uh, long term if you know long term wise no way I completely agree. I, I don't think he has potential you agree, to be you a factor. You agree with what you said last I week. I agree with yeah. myself. Yeah. I agree with myself. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the consistency yeah. to 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 be a, a long term pick in our teams. But if you're backing a team to play what I think is one of the worst three teams in the league, and you're backing a attacker to do it, I think it's only Trossard. I don't think you go near Gross. You definitely don't go near Mope. Welbeck mm-hmm. hasn't scored in ages. He, look, he I don't know if he's fully fit. Lalana. He he will drop deep. To, will to he make, make ninety minutes, Lalana? As will he well, ninety. Yeah, it's it's Trossard for me for sure. If you if you want to take that pump, all right. I might play that one again before the end of the show. We'll see. That took <laughs> you by this. surprise. Can I just you? say I hate this soundboard <laughs> with <laughs> every fibre of my body. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, um, this is points per minute. Looking at assets, um, just I've, what I've done here is just filtered out all the assets that aren't playing. Looking at just assets for game week twenty nine. Um, and looking purely at points per minute as a uh, minutes per point rather as a stat. Um, this is why, you know, Bale is still popular. This is why Kane is obviously by far the most popular captain in all the polls going into this game week because Bale at the top, 9.6 minutes per point. Kane, 12.4. In between them, in the, in the Spurs sandwich is Jesse Lingard on 12 minutes per point. Hmm. He's been outstanding since he came in for West Ham. Yep. It's funny tonight. I've got into a little Twitter debate on Lingard. Um, I I don't know what more he has to do. He's returned in five of six. He's looked full of confidence. And he's got a point to prove in that England squad. So he's already got himself back into that. But I I do think Lingard. Okay, maybe not nailed on. But if you're free hitting, I think he's nailed on. Mm. I think. 
Um, but if you're not, then I can see why there's other players you would be considering. Um, further down the list, Martinez is interesting. You know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at Martinez as a potential area I can exploit because I think, well, if we're back in Spurs to score, there's a lot of managers going into this game week with Martinez and they're not going to transfer Martinez out for another keeper. So if I can get a keeper in who can outscore Martinez, maybe a Sanchez, that gets me an advantage because I think Villa hmm. will concede a goal. That was before tonight and before Spurs completely you know, capitulated in Europe. So now I'm thinking, well, maybe Martinez could get a clean sheet and maximum bonus yeah. out of that game. Um, it's interesting. Long game as well. Not just losing, but to lose in extra time. Kane yeah. playing 120. Yeah, I know. Bale so, getting a, you know, on, on at 60. So he played, what, 60 minutes a decent as well. Portion. I don't know. It's, yeah. So I'm suddenly worried that Martinez is actually... He's perhaps the best pick, um, given that Spurs are, are stuttering now. Um, yeah, and just interesting going down that list. I mean, we're talking about names like Aubameyang, uh, um, you know, someone to maybe be a differential, maybe be in a glamour differential, one that could explode. Could he explode? I suppose he could. Um, 17.8 minutes per point. It's not great, is it? I mean, you look at the team players around it. Lucas Moore is better than that. Maybe he's a stronger differential. So we haven't, again, this underlines that apart from the headline acts, and these are Bale, Lingard, Kane, you're starting to kind of scrape the barrel, aren't you, a bit? Mm. Yeah, no you are. Yeah, and it's really hard to, to advise. I, I, you know, if people are looking for big boosts to their ranks, I think the biggest boost you're going to get is probably not taking a hit <laughs> and just hoping that everyone else does. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know to, who, who to particularly advise. Um, again, Udegaard is someone I... I do like the look of who isn't on this on this list, uh, and he's someone. I mean, I've, you know, I'll be selling Salah, so I can get pretty much anyone. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, and you have got Bale at the top, and you have got Aubameyang there, and they're not. I don't know. That's just it's just not quite sitting completely right with me. Those two, so I might end up going for Lingard or or Udegaard, which is a bit uninspiring. It's not. But it's not sexy. Is it? Yeah, no. gives you something to cheer for in that game. I mean, we're going to look at. Ireland versus Aubameyang in a bit. Defenders are interesting because I think, like I said, with, with the fourth and fifth defender slots, you can afford to play with those and you're not breaking your team too much. So I think this is why, you know, I think a lot of managers, if they're going to take a hit, they, it might be for that extra defender because, you know, you're going to look at, as I said, two bright defenders, maybe a Creswell, um, maybe a Veltman, who, if he is a playing right wing back, will be an option. Looking at this, this is a table, again, just looking at game week 29 assets, minutes per expected goal involvement. Creswell at the top, Dallas near the top, Sufal near the top. Those three, perhaps not surprising to see them pushing this. Those three probably are, over the season, have been really steady defenders. Creswell's the top scoring FBL defender, of course. Mm. So they're, they're good bets, aren't they, still? Yeah, for sure. But Creswell just finds a way to get points, doesn't he? And, and having a defender who who concedes but has the set pieces and and, and all of that is 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 gold is a gold gold mine. Is a gold mine? Is a gold something? Well, gold for, for, forty one chances. <laughs> good. Forty one chances created by far the most in this table. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And a change in position. I still can't get over the fact that he's been playing the majority of games as a, as a centre back, and he's he's still posting those numbers. It just yeah, it's like kind of um, it was like Sheffield United style last season, wasn't it? With the kind of centre centre backs bombing forward mm. quite a lot. I, I just didn't see him as that good an option <laughs> at the start of the season. You told me that Creswell would have been the top scoring defender. He's always been like decent. He's always been like an okay fantasy option, and you know scores free kicks and stuff. But to have created that many chances with some of the um, 
you know, with Trent and Robertson and Dean and these these guys all all, all still around. Yeah, really, really surprising. But yeah, I was Sufa is up there as well. Mm, we, still 28. 28, yeah. And it's, and it's obviously quite a lot cheaper, but Creswell for me is still, it, well, not still. I did actually back Suval, but I think now Creswell is, is, is ahead. Well, in that Probably. game, in that Arsenal-West Ham game, West Ham-Arsenal, well, we've got three of the best attacking, or three of the best creators and defence on showing Creswell, Suval and Tierney. Tierney on 28 chances created as well. Um, a lot of people may be looking at that, but I, I just fancy West Ham to score. So I think you, then you're kind of, you know, you're ta- if you're taking a hit for Tierney, you're banking on an attacking return. And that's... That's difficult to see. Defensively, Arsenal are strong, have been strong, as are West Ham. So you know, it could even they be nil-nil. They're in 10 in well, all competitions for Arsenal. Yeah. So even though they've been stacking up big numbers, they haven't been keeping out the odd goal. And that's been their problem. And Tierney, yeah, I agree. I concur that he's a good attacking option. But I just think banking on an attacking return, if you're getting him on a free hit, fine. But if you're taking a hit or using one of your free transfers, I'm not so sure about Tierney's potential. I would rather go yeah. Creswell, definitely. Look at Dunk's shots. 20, 26 shots. That's second from defenders only to Dallas, yeah. who plays in pretty much central midfield. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and that's, and that's well, I'm, I'm glad that does actually back, back up what, what I've been saying about Dunk being our main goal threat, because I, I hadn't actually seen those stats, but that's the sense that I get. If, if we get a goal, it's more than likely going to be scored by him, because who the hell else is going to get it? Well, I mean, he's even coming forward to be on free kicks. And like you said, you wouldn't be surprised to see him take a penalty if it comes to it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you pick out Dunk there, because this is, this is some more data which I've picked out. And a potential... I always like to look for a weakness and a strength when two teams fit together. And Newcastle and Brighton, what I want to look at is whether Newcastle have any weaknesses from set plays with the idea that, well, is, Dunk, is it Dunk over Veltman? Is there... Is there more evidence to suggest that's the way to go? And this table here, the top table shows Newcastle's potential weakness. This is a table showing expected goals conceded um, from set plays over the season. And Newcastle are the fourth worst team for goals conceded from set plays. So Palace on 12.3 expected goals conceded from set plays. Going down to Newcastle in fourth on 9.3. Interesting as well, when you look at headed chances conceded, Palace are the worst on 91 headed chances. Newcastle are only third, third worst, 74. So they've got a weakness at set plays. They've got a weakness conceded headed chances. Okay, so I think this established that, yeah, right, there's some potential there. And then we go down to the second table, Brighton strength, and we look at expected goals from set plays. And Brighton are the sixth best team, 8.35. Mm-hmm. Quite good. Okay. Then you look at shots or chances direct from corners and they've got 68. They're the third best in mm. the league at generating chances from corners, direct corners into the box. So what you've got here is a scenario where you've got a team like Newcastle who have, a, it seems, a factual weakness at set pieces and conceded headed chances. Playing Brighton, who are very decent at uh, set play chances and also direct from corners. To me, that's what convinces me to go dunk over Veltman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, if, if Veltman is, is playing a, a centre-back, then he, in a way it might suit him more because he might be up for the corners uh, mm. too and, and sort of, you know, trying to capitalise on this. But yeah, I mean, and the other thing is you look at the quality that we've got delivering the set pieces. It's all, you know, you look at Trossard, you look at Gross, um, look at Lalana as well when he takes them. Like they can, they can pick out a player 
nice. And we've got, we've got some tall players like in, in the team, but Burn's not there anymore. So Dunk is, well, I mean, Burn might play and he's mm. obviously a bit of a target man, but even with Burn there, Dunk is still registering the most shots um, based, based on, based on the table you just showed. So it's almost like Dunk is kind of drawing attention from players, but they they do seem to be aiming at Dunk. I think Dunk is, he is the threat. He is the danger to quote Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting him in. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's a two pointer, you know, all over. It's, there's no doubt. It, there's so much hype about when there's this much hype about Lewis Dunk and Brian, it's going to be a two pointer, but I'm still going to back the stats that you presented here and back Brighton to win that game. Yeah. I, I, I think it's very difficult in this game when you look for any shred of evidence, don't you, to give you a lead. And I think, yeah, yeah, this is tenuous. It's not a small sample. It's over the season. But I do, you know, and, and I think it's funny because a few weeks back, maybe a couple of months back, we talked about why doesn't Potter use Dunk more from set plays? And then all of a sudden we're seeing it a lot now. He's he's hitting him on corners a lot and, he, and he's got goals out of it. And, you know, he's, a, he's capable of his feet as well if the ball goes loose in the box, as we've seen. So I think, yeah, for me now, I've completely changed allegiance from Veltman to Dunk. It might backfire, but... That is the way I'm going as well. And and this really just reinforced that for me. So we'll see whether there's anything in, in, in this. I think if Burn plays in a way, it helps Dunk because it gives Newcastle another figure and a significant exactly. one to worry yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. So even if Burn does play and Veltman is at right wing back, I wouldn't take that as well. I'm going Veltman now. I still would stick with Dunk. I think. Dunk captain? Well, it's funny. People are saying, I think it was uh, FBL Mode has, has put, put that out there as someone he could look at for the captaincy. What can go wrong? Well, <laughs> if you're really desperate to avoid Kane, and what we're going to look at now might suggest that we should, then yeah, Dunk, Dunk could be a contender. So what I want to look at next is creative players. And the, and the fact that we, you know, Son's not going to make the game, is he? We don't, I mean, do we think there's a chance he's going to make it? I mean, Marino was kind of semi-vague about his chances. He ruled him out the Europa League game. He said that he didn't rule him out entirely out of the game against Villa, but in all likelihood... Given that if he plays against Villa, he would probably have to go away with South Korea for mm. the internationals. Why would he do that? Why would he play him? So I think it's likely Son misses out, right? Um, so what I wanted to do is look at how big a miss would Son be to Spurs, given that we're, you know, we're, we're ploughing on and giving the captaincy to Kane. We're maybe looking to get Bale in for Son as a replacement. And it's interesting when you look at Son, and I looked at the creative players over the last six matches, and this is all players, not just players active in game at 29, in terms of big chances created, he is the top player over the last six matches. Um, three assists, 14 chances created, big chances six, more than any other player, Rafinha second on five. So it's clear there that this is a player who has been in strong creative form recently. And the table below that looks at just Spurs and their chances created. And... When you, when you take Son out of the equation, he's created 14 chances for them in the last six matches. Mm. The next player down is Uriah, who probably will play because Doherty's been awful. Kane on eight, Bergwijn seven, who probably won't start, Bale on six. When they lose Son, they're losing a lot, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they've got, they've got two kind of world-class players, haven't they, in, in, in the team. Bale, Bale on his day, but I don't... Yeah, uh, firstly, we, all the stuff about... Mourinho systems and then stuff, but also the fact that Bale probably isn't in his his tw- 
well, he's in his kind of twilight years. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Son out is, is absolutely massive. I think taking Son out is, is, is equal to taking Kane out just because of what he brings and, and the energy that, that he brings. I mean, the interesting thing is, I wonder, and, and a few people are saying in the chat, I do wonder if um, losing tonight does actually make them think, God, if we can patch Son up and just get something out there, maybe we need to now because we've clearly shown we're not good without him. Which isn't that big a surprise. They've got to get top four now to have any chance mm. well, to, to get into the Champions League next season. They've had that loss against Arsenal as well, which puts them even further down. So it's a it's a it's actually a really important game, I think, for them to win. And Villa are around around them in the league too. So they can't afford to lose that and let Villa like enter kind of in, into the race again. So yeah, I mean it could be it could be they just patch him and it's it's groundhog day, isn't it? It's exactly what happened earlier in the season. It was a hamstring injury, the week went on. And I think the difference is, as the week went on last time, more and more quotes emerged about Son maybe being okay. You know, we we started to get a little bit of a picture, whereas this week it it seems like... It, I think Mourinho said he's definitely not going to play in the Europa League and probably not against Villa or something mm. like that. So, mm. But he must... It implies that he's he's close. It's not as... As as different as last time, but it's it, he he must be kind of around around there. He also said, didn't he? He said that Son recovers quickly from this type of injury. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he if he started. I wouldn't be selling him if I had him. Right. Well, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I hadn't thought about that the implications of tonight on their approach to the Villa game. But you're absolutely right that that could change the perspective completely. Because now they've got to go full tilt for that fourth place, which mm. they're giving chase to Leicester and Chelsea, which is probably unlikely. They've got a game in hand on Chelsea, six points behind, I think. So it's not out of the question. But suddenly a win at Villa is essential for there's, that, right? There's no there's no way they're getting top four. You no way. It. You said this no last way. time and you were spot on. Yeah, we are not having a bet with you again. <laughs> well, people, yeah. t- people were tipping them to win the bloody league when I said they mm. won't even get top four. I got absolutely... Slate in the chat. No one's slating me now for for saying it. I notice things things change around. They're, they're just they're just not there. They're just not. They're not good. If you look at City, Leicester, because well, Le- Leicester, I'd argue they've got, but they've got the buffer, the points buffer. Mm. You know, I I, they, I think they're they're probably going to limp over the line a bit. But I look at United, City, Liv- uh, Leicester, uh, Chelsea in particular, and I look at West Ham as well, who I still think can 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 yeah. be in and around it. And if Arsenal can put a bit of a run together as well, I think they're all, I think they're all ahead of, of Spurs. I'd fancy any of them over, over Spurs to get into the top four. Yeah, no, I, I think I mean, it makes me wonder now, well, two things here. Are we confident in the Kane captaincy? And would I get Bale in over another player mm. as one of my transfers? Um, and I'm just considering, yeah, the, the hole that Son leaves. And also, it was going to be Son to Bale was my transfer. And what you've said tonight makes me think, yeah, maybe there is something in this. Maybe Marino will get him out there now and lose him to Korea for that break just to get the result against Villa. Because I think going into that game against Villa, I'm not that strongly back in Spurs now off the back of these two defeats because it's going to have some impact on them, morale-wise, clearly. And we could see a bounce, a reaction, but equally we could see them just spiral down even further. So... I'm yeah. in two minds now. And what you've said about Son perhaps being patched up makes me think, well, he's not the player to sell, which is a problem to me. It's, it's given me a quandary. Um, well, you, 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 sorry, you mentioned about Son, you know, going off to, to think, I mean, he is, he is in the squad. Mm. He is in the South Korean squad. Right, he's been named, is he? I wasn't sure about that. 
Well, I'm just looking, I'm just having a quick look at Wikipedia now. Mm. The following players were called up for the friendly match against Japan on the 25th of March, 2021. And Song is, Song is there. Right. So, so he hasn't yet been withdrawn from that. So he hasn't been withdrawn. So even if Mourinho doesn't play him, he's still going to be, he still could well be going off with them anyway. Yeah, I guess. So mm. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, to back on him definitely playing or not, but if you're selling him for bail, I, I just wouldn't do it. Personally, no. I just I just run the risk that, that he's going to start, and then he's going to be back for Newcastle anyway. And I'd much rather have Son than Bale for, well, for Newcastle. I guess he is. I mean, I guess we're going to know right? if he's withdrawn from the South Korean squad. Then we know he's going to. You know, there could be some doubt about it. But if he's not and he goes away, he's obviously got. It's not like Grealish. Grealish isn't in the England no, squad no, because he obviously. No. I think personally, he hasn't got a chance of of making it. Otherwise, he'd be there. Yeah. Whereas Son, I, I think, does have a chance of it, and then monitoring oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's really... I mean, if only we could trust Marino. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lee is... He's a nightmare, isn't he, that bloke? He really is. <laughs> um, so one of the other things I was looking at is whether I can go Son to Aubameyang, right? Because, um, you know, I was kind of favouring Aubameyang over Bale because of what we've looked at there. And the case for Aubameyang is actually quite strong. If you look at... I looked at some data for the last four or five game weeks, game week 24 to 28. And in that time, he, he started three matches, um, game week 24 against Leeds, game week 25 against City, and game week 27 against, against Burnley. He got seven minutes at Leicester, that's all. He obviously got the hat-trick against Leeds, 20 points there, and he got a goal at Burnley. And I looked at the underlying data at those that period compared to his first 23 game weeks. And he, he is, you know, he's up for all the key indicators, minutes per touch in the box, minutes per shot, minutes per shot in the box, minutes per XG non-penalty. It's clearly an improvement there. So something is lifted in his performances. And the fixtures, yeah, Leeds, Man City, Leicester, Burnley, that, that's some, there's a favourable, Leeds was a favourable fixture, but City certainly isn't. Leicester arguably didn't play and he played seven minutes. Burnley away, fairly favourable. Okay. I wouldn't say those fixtures are, are gimme, any of those. So I think we can put mm. some stock in that data. What's your observations of Aubameyang? Because you, you did fancy him a couple of days ago. I think you were talking about bringing him in. Yeah, well, I messaged you this morning saying mm. I, was, I was thinking of bringing him in. He was going to be my, um, my Salah replacement. And I, 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 feel, I feel like he, he has got potential. I mean, he's, he, had a, he had a poor game tonight again. He missed, he missed a load of chances. I, I haven't seen that, but yeah. I think, you know, there's, I mean, there's maybe some risk that he, that he doesn't play and then yeah. he goes with Lacazette again because, I mean, that worked. Um, but the distant Premier stuff seems like it's behind it. So I think it would be a kind of a tactical arresting. I think the thing is, though, that Arsenal are now back in the hunt for, for the top four. If they lost that game last week against Spurs, I think they were finished. But the fact they won it now puts them back in, in contention. So I think now Arteta is going to be like, OK, we're through in the Europa League, but I still think we should be pushing because, you know, there, there are... Apart from, I think it's going to be Chelsea, City and, and United. They're pretty set. But I think that fourth spot is is open. And, yeah. and Arteta's got to be thinking they could um, get into it. So I think Aubameyang will play. If he plays up front, obviously he's a better option than if he plays on the left and, and if, if Lacazette comes back in. But I don't think there's that much in it between Aubameyang and, and Udegaard. Really? I, I, I think uh, Aubameyang's got the, got the penalties. But like I said, I, I, I just think Odegaard's got that that license to just to just to make stuff happen. And I don't trust Aubameyang that much at the moment to really convert all of the chances that he gets. So I guess maybe that makes Udegaard a less attractive option because he's not going to have the conversion. I don't know. I just, I just wonder that like, I just worry that you're, that we're going to lose players like Son and Salah 
and we've got so much money that we just go for Aubameyang as a kind of default because we're just thinking, oh, well, he's around mm. the same price. I'm just going to chuck money at it. When actually we are missing a trick on some of the cheaper players um, actually being better options this week. So I'm trying not to just think of Aubameyang, right, that's an easy switch. 12 million for 12 million, boom. I'm trying to think, well, actually, is there, is there a, can I do something better that doesn't matter how much money I use? So, yeah, I don't know. I was really set on Aubameyang, but I'm, I'm, I'm not so set anymore. I think what we're trying you to do... Like Ud- you don't like... Ud- I've mentioned Udegaard I, I do. Tonight, I do like Udegaard. But... I do like him as a player. I'm not yet sold on him as an FBO asset and how he, productive he, he, he can be. He only played limited minutes tonight as well. I think he only played half an hour. So he's mm. clearly I mean, I think I'd probably, prefer, I'd probably prefer Saka if I thought he was going to start over Yeah, Udegaard. so would I. So would I. Saka's stats are like unreal. When you compare mm. Saka with, with anyone else in the Arsenal team, Saka blows him out of the water. He's definitely the one. He's a wildcard option for me in, in 31. Yeah. I think... I think he could be a really like shrewd pick, but just purely for this week, I think Arsenal-wise, it's, it's Udegaard or, or Aubameyang. And Aubameyang mm-hmm. is the logical one, but there's just something about Udegaard that I quite like. I, I think we're, we're just trying to find, I mean, all of us are trying to find a player that's going to get double figures, right? And I think when you look at Trossard, Lutman, Lingard, perhaps, yeah, they've got a goal in them. Have they got double figures in them? Aubameyang... By his very nature, now he's he's a top class striker who got a hat trick back in twenty four and showed he could still do that. Right? There's a he just he just suggests there could be a double figure return in him. Whereas you look at Lutman or or Lingard, like I say, and you think, well, okay, they'll they'll get me. They might get mm. me a goal or an assist. So that's why it's tempting because you're almost going for the Hollywood pass. The yeah yeah the hail yeah. mary, as Joe said in the scout cast this week. It's it, it's it. You're going for glory, aren't you, with an Aubameyang? Whereas Going for someone like Trossard or Odegaard, you're kind of like lowering your sights a bit. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones, and it doesn't really matter too much because we've got the wild card coming up and we know we're only yeah. going to have him for a maximum of, of two weeks. So you can play a Hollywood pass when you don't have to worry so much about what's happening behind you. Mm. That good analogy? Maybe not. Yeah, it is. I uh, mean, <laughs> and the other thing is, I think I look at it and go, well, if I get Aubameyang in, I can move him out to a maybe a Havertz in game week 30 because Chelsea have got that West Brom game. So, I mean, I could do that if I had a cheaper player as well. But I'm always looking at thinking, well, my game week 30 transfer could be, he's going to be a Chelsea player probably because they've got West Brom. And that could either be a defender to an Alonso or an Aspicolaqueta. Got oh, there in the go. end. <laughs> or, we're going to have to sample me doing that, aren't we? Um, or it's going to be Dave. So much easier. Yeah. Or it's going to be the, the, the midfielder I bring in this week, which could be Bale, or uh, if it's if it's Bale I keepings, it's Newcastle. But if I bring in a Bamiyang, it could be a Bamiyang to your friend Havertz, who I know I've. I should really wow. play a sample of me slagging him off, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I know I've talked him down, but I look at Don't that. Think West, he's got it in him. I think you said. I did say that, but. I, has he got it in for West Brom at home playing in the nine? Yeah, possibly. Mm. And that's the thing. So I look at that and think, well, if I do go a Bamiyang, it's only a one week hit, one week punt really. And then 30, I'll probably change him up. Even though he's got Liverpool at home, I think, well, if I'm going to go a Chelsea player, it'll probably be there rather than Alonso coming in at the back. So it might be worth the risk, but I think you raise a good, I mean, if he didn't look confident tonight, he missed chances, Lacazette could come in, a Bamiyang could be out wide or even not playing at all, as we saw at Leicester. Um, you know, they say the issues of him are all over, but are they with the timekeeping? Wow. Mm. 
I don't know. Again, it's just there's no, there's no. This game week gives us no certainty whatsoever, um, and this is the problem. We've got Bale and we've got Aubameyang players that could promise big scores. We could bring them in, but neither of them are really sold to me at all. And it sounds like you're in the same camp. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go for Aubameyang. I'm not even really considering Bale. You're to not. be honest. I, I, I love him. <laughs> I think he's Surprising. great. Surprising. Yeah, I think he's great, but I just, I just don't see Spurs as anyone outside of Son and Kane and like I said I actually I actually think I'd rather go for Mora this this week I, I wow. just think Mourinho could easily just make just do another thing where he just makes a big thing out of Bale and he's just like well I gave him a chance and he did well for a bit but look at this game he played against Dynamo he's awful again you're out of the team Mora you're back in Ali and playing you you're, you're liked now for something well Ali's not going to be back in the team he played tonight and they lost it I don't know it just it just worries me that, that you're, you're, you're picking a, a 9.5 million midfielder who just doesn't have the backing of his manager sub that's he could be sub before 60 minutes if they're if they're losing against Villa he could not play at all he could be really ineffectual I'm just not sold on it I, I think I'd rather I, I, well I would I'd rather have a Bamiyang with the potential to play up front and I think they will go for it against West Ham it's just whether they can actually break them down that's the question mm. West Ham are yet again are one of the teams in 29 who are decent defensively so yeah. we can't rely on yeah. that either yeah it's interesting what you say about Bar. you're absolutely right he could he could be a scapegoat and I, well, from what I've heard he was culpable for, for, for a goal tonight at least one of the goals so yeah I mean I haven't seen the game but I've heard the Bale was at fault so down that side with Bale you know you've got Uriah or Doherty behind they're not secure fullbacks, as we said before, oh, right? No. So you can't afford, yep. you know, you can't afford to be exposed there because the fullback's not strong defensively. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal, is it? Far from ideal, which is basically the watchwords for for game week twenty nine. Uh, okay, let's look at the fixtures and just quickly our predictions. I only look at this because I'm still winning. In the week where you overtake me, <laughs> we'll, we'll stop doing that. You did have a good good game week though last I did. time out. Yeah, yeah, I did. You really I did. Got, uh, I got Arsenal right, didn't I? I got. Um, I, I think it was on the the. Was it the Sunday that I got quite a few? You got the Brighton one right, but then you got I think two I got scores, all, didn't you? All the others, yeah, yeah, that was nice. Very yeah, good. I mean, we're not we're not miles off each other, are we? I mean, no, you know, uh, was it forty five percent, forty five point five percent for me overall, forty nine point five percent for you? So we're we're still around the fifty percent mark, but it's your correct scores. I th- your correct scores. I mean, fifteen percent. Correct scores. It's not that bad, seems, is it? That's really good. That's yeah, really good. Mine's, a, mine's at seven percent. Mm. I don't yeah, know how you he's, beating, you're beating all three metrics. But I don't know how not, he's not, no. But how how's you work out the points? Because I'm beating you for quite a lot of points, even though it looks close. So I don't know what point system Pot Noodles done. Probably the I think, one I think not, you get something like one, maybe one for a, a correct result, and then three for a correct right. score. So it's purely so my correct scores that have done it. It's yeah. your correct scores that are really that are really doing it. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I'll just get rid of them to get rid of those points. They're they're, they're misleading. Yeah, get, well, get they're not misleading because you are. Get on the phone to him and get him to change the scoring system and then it'll be closed. But yeah, we're doing all right. But let's see how we do here because, I mean, we like giving one nil or nil nil score lines. And to be honest, when I was thinking about this, I do think about it before we come on air. I just don't see goals anywhere here, really. Nope. And we've spoken about it tonight. Um, and this really is the culmination of what we've spoken about up until now, which is when we start we put our neck on the line about the scores, but FPL Noodle was in the chat, by the way, it's Easy. two for a, it's two for a score, three for a result. Right. Thank you, Pot Noodle. And, and thank you for devising a, a scoring system, but it's put yes. me out in front. Thank you. Um, 
I'll let you, I'll let you start. It's like the Hall of Fame all over again. When when I devised that for, or when um, the professor devised that for um, Scout, everyone was saying, oh, Mark's only doing well because he's tweaking the algorithm to put himself top. Mm. I wasn't. Yeah. No. It does sound like you. Um, <laughs> Fulham versus Leeds. Um, I'll let you go first for the Fulham versus Leeds game, but... Mm. Go on. What do so you reckon? I, I, I had a, a little bit of a think about my predictions. Okay. Um, and I haven't got, I haven't got any games over, over three goals in, in any of them. So I don't think there's going to be any goal fest. Um, no. I think this, this was the one that a while, a few months ago, I'd have said three or four nil leads. Um, but I, I just don't really see it now. I think, I think Fulham will, will be happy with a draw and I'm just going to go for the as special, a one, one. Nice and nice and dull, and I think that will. I think Park would probably be quite happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm looking at one nil either way, and um, I might go Leeds to win it one nil. I think Fulham need the result, and I'd like to think that'll be enough. And I like Fulham; I want them to stay up, but I also like Brighton as well. Um, I. I surely Leeds have got to score a goal away from home they're stronger on other people's pitches than their own for obvious reason when you look at that pitch it doesn't get any easier to play on does it that Ellen Road pitch at the mm. moment um, so I'm going to go 1-0 Leeds again I only see one goal in this mm. uh, Brighton Newcastle we move on to this and again I don't I don't see many goals but I do see a clean sheet for Brighton I, I'm going to go for the clean sheet I, I know you know this this bias towards Brighton defensive players this week could come back and bite us. I look at that Newcastle team and in that Villa game, you know, they were pressing and pressing. Murphy came on and he was a bright spark. And I think if he starts, which surely he has to, then perhaps they've got something that could unlock the Brighton defence. But defensively, as we've seen, Brighton are strong and have been strong. And I'm going to be getting Sanchez and probably Dunk. So I've got to back that. And I'm going to go a 1-0 Brighton. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised for a one nil or a nil nil. I, I don't think there's there's huge amounts of, of goals there. The one thing I will say is way way back was it game week two? Um, uh, was it? Hang on, let me just check. It was game week yeah game week two. We mm. played Newcastle last uh, away, and that was our best performance for the season. I would argue that Crystal Palace when we lost and Newcastle back in game week two were our best performances this season. And we we absolutely dominated that game. Like we won three 0 It was the most comfortable game, and it really got me excited about Brighton's season. It shows how quickly that kind of stuff can, can go downhill. And Newcastle are a worse team now than they were back then. Because yeah. I think Newcastle had got off to a good start in their first game. Wilson was was playing. They had you know quite a lot of optimism because Fraser had signed, and like we said, they were an attack looked like to be an attacking side, and we we comfortably beat them. So you've got, I've, got, I've just got to back a Brighton win, and and I'm 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 afraid it's going to be the same prediction as you. I think it's going to be a one nil. Okay, but I, I wouldn't be too surprised if Newcastle score. But I think one nil is a pretty likely outcome. Okay, so I'm I'm predicting two goals so far. You've predicted um, three. Three, wild. West Ham, Arsenal. I'll let you go on this one. Actually, that's a good point from FPL Geordie. We did have Lamptey then, and he was amazing he in that game. So yeah, we haven't got him anymore. You missed him a lot. Might be bloody gross at right wing back. Oh God, that'll be a nightmare. If if Sir Maximan is free enough against Gross, Surely I'd like he's not to change my I'd like to change my prediction to two one Newcastle. Um, West Ham Arsenal. Yeah, I think this is this is actually a really key game because if you are looking to to make a switch of players and, and get in a bit of a punt, I think this is where you decide 
who you think is going to win this one. Mm. And if you think it's it's going to be a, a West Ham win, then you go for obviously Antonio or Lingard or Creswell. And if you think Arsenal are going to win it, you go for Udegaard or Aubameyang. I don't think you go near their defence. Um, or maybe even Smith Rowe, who, who's looked good as well. But mm. I think I think the first two I mentioned are probably better. Um, I actually think, weirdly enough, this is classed as a big game now, considering where West Ham are on the table. And like I've said, Arsenal have been good in in the big game. So this is the one I'm actually backing to be the high scoring game with three goals. And I'm going to go for an Arsenal 2-1 win. Exactly the same as me. I'm thinking really? three goals. Well, no, different different outcome. I'm yeah, going to go, go West Ham, West Ham mm. 2-1. But I see this as, again, as the game with the most potential for goals. Depending yeah. on when that first goal comes, because if it, if it limps to a nil-nil at halftime, it, it could end like that or go one nil either way. But if there's an early goal, if Antonio gets a tap in or, Bamiyan gets his penalty, then um, then we could see three, four, maybe more, right? I'll, I'll go two one as well, mainly because I can't predict another one nil. But I'm going to go West Ham. I think with Lingard back in there, um, West Ham will will get the result. Um, I, I do think, you know, I don't, I don't really back Antonio at the moment. I don't think he's fully back to the player he was. But like you say, he, he will, he can bully that mm. defence, and I think he could well get a goal again. Um, Arsenal aren't prone to conceding on set plays, so I think going Creswell and relying on those set plays might be a red herring. Mm. Um, but I think um, Lingard and Antonio do look sound options. I do think there's there's two goals in it for West Ham. The England one. squad, Jesse Lingard. Who'd mm. have thought? Well, Southgate loves Lingard from his under twenty one yeah. days, so I'm not surprised. I thought it might have taken him one more squad, mm. but Lingard's been. I think he's been fantastic. And like I said tonight on Twitter, you know, I was trying to justify Lingard with stats, but AC, you've had just watch him play, just watch him play. And he, yeah, yeah. he looks like he's, he would get back in that United team at the moment. Um, he can't because Bruno's in his position, but you, you know, if you're, um, if you're Solskjaer, you're, you're thinking, well, I'm, there's a new contract waiting. Um, you're not going to let him go in the form that he's shown. I don't think. Um, Villa Spurs then I'll go first on this one and like I said I, because I've said three goals in the other game and I don't think there's more than three goals in this one I think we've got two teams here struggling in terms of morale aren't we now Yep. Spurs going into the Arsenal game we all piled on Kane and what we saw was so disappointing have you made sense of what we saw in the Arsenal game so I can't quite figure it out why Why Marino went in so negatively I don't know oh, yeah I mean Again, I was talking to Sam about this earlier because she's mm. a, she's a Spurs fan. Yeah. And she seems she well she she says that from the interviews, kind of the players give is is that they say Mourinho isn't setting them up to be a really defensive team and park the bus. It just kind of happens. And and I suggested maybe that because Kane is so intent on dropping deep and and kind of helping out in defence and stuff, it almost sets the tone a little bit for for playing a, a bit deeper and the rest of the team dropping dropping back. And when because I, I can't, I can't understand it. Mourinho is a smart man. He he must know that going all out defense isn't isn't the way to go. And I, I just I just can't understand why he seems to persist with such negative negative tactics. And it it does make me think that the players the players don't seem bought into it at all. And if if, if they're saying one thing and he's trying to do something else, it seems to be like there's just a complete they're at, they're at loggerheads mm. already and. I'd be like that, I think, if I was playing. If I was playing for Spurs, that might be a bit of a <laughs> might be a bit of a stretch. Go on, that this perfect time for my soundbite. Oh, yeah, I do I'll, live I'll, in the I'll, real I'll, world. I'll, I'll catch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, I I, I think it, I just think it's absolutely bizarre. I, I see them and you know they they put together a good run of results. They look really good. Bale's firing, Son's firing, mm. Kane's firing, but it's, it's the Son injury is is huge, and I, I don't think Spurs are, are going to be winning games comfortably in the in the foreseeable future. I don't think not like they were and maybe what, a few months ago. What puzzles me? I think we've. I think I said previously that it's almost like. The players are deciding how they play, which kind of goes with what you just said there, is what mm. Sam said, um, which kind of indicates that Marino doesn't have control of the team. And it's almost like, the mm. you know, Kane is, as a senior player, the captain perhaps deciding what goes on there. Kane's performance against Arsenal was utterly bizarre. Like when they had 11 men on the pitch, Kane was completely anonymous. He, he wasn't dropping deep to get involved. He was staying up front as he has been in previous games. He wasn't getting no possession, no touches of the ball hardly in that first half. The men get sent off. Suddenly he's interested again, and he had the mm. he had the chance that was disallowed for offside, and he had the goal over, and he had the free kick. He looked a bit more committed. He looked a bit more involved. First half, I thought, well, he's still in. I think he's still injured. Like he didn't look like he was able to get I involved. Think I, like you. He was. I think I missed you in the first half and said, mm. I think this is one of Kane's worst ever performances for Spurs. Mm. Just offered nothing I mean it was one of Spurs' worst ever performances I thought I thought Arsenal played really well and Spurs offered absolutely nothing and I mean Lamella's goal was was A absolutely ridiculous like why why I mean I I know that some players don't really have a right foot or a left foot depending on you know their preference and I've never Mm. really understood that because surely you're a professional athlete you should be able to hit a ball with both feet but to actually not even hit it with your right foot, but to try that, Rabona was just it's outrageous. I, I can't, I can't ever get my head around having the the goal to do something like that. But fair play. But other than that, they were just awful. I just, just so, so bad. And it's, it's not. I'm not surprised that they've gone out tonight because the signs were there that something's you know, wrong. Apart from something's wrong, and, yeah. and you're right. And until Lame, until Lamella got sent, when Lamella got sent off, it was more. I think really kind of drive things forward. Kane got into the game a bit, but it was too late. Also, what was interesting, Kane had that aggressive challenge on the Arsenal player, which didn't get a booking. Do you remember, he shoulder, shoulder the shoulder. It was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a booking, right? Pure frustration. Minutes after that, Lamella got sent off. And I almost think, Kane's got to look at himself and think, well, I kind of set the tone there for that. Exactly, yeah. You know, he's the captain and he goes in like that on the Arsenal defender, got away with not getting booked, but should have been. And then minutes later, Lamella does what he does. And it's just like, well, Kane, look at yourself, Kane, there. I mean, he's the captain. He should have been, I don't know. I, something's wrong, definitely. I mean, the result tonight might bring it to, to a head, perhaps. But it makes me, I'm worried now going in, because it looks so simple. Kane, captain, get bail in for Son. Mm. But, you know, tonight's show and tonight's events in Europe have really made made it a bit more They're, they're an all or nothing I mean, wasn't wasn't their documentary called All, all or Nothing? Was, was it? Was mm. that them? Yeah, I mean that is them this season, isn't it? They are literally all or nothing. They're either beating teams comfortably, looking really good, front three clicking and gelling, looking great, or it's all the problems of really poor defence, conceding way too many goals, players not looking interested or buying into the tactics. And at the moment, I think they're in that in that in that rut. So I'm, that's why I'm so hesitant to Captain Kane. Mm. Well, I'm going to go one all. I don't think there'll be many goals in this, and. If I knew Son was playing, it might be different. I might go for the Spurs win. Villa will struggle to score without Grealish, but I never back Spurs for a clean sheet. That's the thing. It's, I just mm. they always find a way to concede, don't they? So I'll go one all here. What about yourself? One one. Same. Going same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either team has has got 
has got the cojones to win it. And I think it'll just be a, just be a, a I mean, it's going to be a rubbish match. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's depressing, isn't it? Really? I mean, let's try and <laughs> lift the mood. Of, let's try and lift yeah. the mood a bit. Because it's, yeah, so but it's I hard bring to the hype. Yeah, I no, know. I we didn't say, but it, but it is hard because I just, uh, maybe, maybe we'll be mistaken in this game where it's going to deliver goals are plenty and points are plenty, but uh, it's, it's difficult. And, and the thing is, the football going into this game week as well has been declining. The quality of the football we've seen. Yeah. So it's very hard to imagine that suddenly we're going to get a burst of goals and thrillers over these four fixtures. And well, yeah. That's influenced our uh, especially with our the, the first two games. There's so much on the line for for Brighton and Fulham, mm. and the second two games you've got Arsenal and Spurs who've just played in, in Europe. Mm. So Could all that leggy. points to me to be leggy and a bit jaded and a bit kind of you know for for Fulham and Brighton it's it's nervy. Yeah, um, bringing up the captain matches because what's interesting here, obviously, we'll look at the game week captain in a minute. But going down, we've got game week 33 on here now. And game week 33 is interesting because City and Spurs are missing from that game week. And when you look at the captain contenders for that, you've got Fernandez at home to Leeds. Then you've got the Liverpool trio, maybe. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Fernandez away at Leeds. And the Liverpool trio at Newcastle, maybe we'll be thinking about Liverpool at that point for the run-in. But there aren't many options. So if, you're think- if you haven't got a wild card and you're thinking, right, I'm going to, for some reason, get Bruno out, or you're going into this period without Bruno, look ahead to 33 because there are four teams who don't play. Two of them are City and Spurs. And it leaves us empty on captains, I can tell you that. So it definitely was worth planning with that in mind. Fernandez, arguably the best captain in 32 as well, with Burnley at home. So Bruno's a player we want to keep on our wildcards in all likelihood. And if you got rid of the spell, get him back in. Um, so the Matrix, always worth keeping an eye on that and planning ahead. Um, the captain then, I mean, we talked about it. Kane is going to be overwhelmingly the most popular, mm. massively. Um, and you have got to be brave to overlook him, not because, you know, Kane is by far, you know, he's on form and, you know, he's going to hit a double-figure score, but because the candidates elsewhere are so, well, they're not, they're not strong, they're weak, should we say. I mean, we've got... Mm. Our table shows Antonio, in terms of expected goal involvement, non-penalty top here on 129.9, Bale next, then Kane. The players I've singled out are Antonio, Bale, Kane, Bamford, Rafina, spelt incorrectly, Son, Aubameyang, <laughs> pronounced correctly, Lingard and Lukman. <laughs> um, you know, when, when, when you've got Lingard and Lukman on the captaincy, but Lingard, no. I think, actually is. I mean, I shouldn't. Lingard this week, I've been listening to a lot of pods, has got a, a lot of laughs, a lot of kind of jeers, if you like, and people going, oh, oh I'm considering Lingard. But I think he deserves being considered given the form he's shown, and I think he's a good option. He's no worse than any other player on that list. No. But when you've got Lukman on there, who's a player who's looked great but not convinced with an end product, you know that we're, we're yeah. really in trouble, aren't we? You're looking at another player other than Kane. Is he on that list? Uh, well, I've I've got it on Rafinha at the moment, but then I'm I'm I just just because of what I've seen from Rafinha, I think Leeds have have been struggling, but uh, Rafinha to me has been just incredible. Like just uh, just he has been the one really trying to make things happen, and obviously Bamford being out, well Bamford potentially being out or potentially being a little bit injured and stuff might harm his assist potential depending on who they play up front maybe it'd make it better I mean he's been missing loads of chances that Rafinha's been creating so looking at a pure purely from like an individual standpoint 
that's why I've got him Rafina because I think you know from what I've seen he's he just he just looks class a class above. But I'm not I'm not completely certain. I don't think I'm going to go for Kane. You don't. I just I just I'm just not feeling it. I just think there is just you want you want at least captain a player who either has a good fixture or is in good form. And I don't think Kane is 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 either at the moment. I think he's he's still nursing a, a bit of something from his from his injury. He's played 120 minutes now yeah. in in Europe, and he's playing a Villa team who don't who, they're not going to concede loads of goals. I don't think in that game. I think it's a t- it's a tough game to call in general. So I think Rafina does actually have a bigger a bigger upside and potential. So that's why that's why I've got it on him. But I, I could also go for a Bamiyang as well. I mean, I'm back in Arsenal to win that game. Uh, he's got the penalties. Could be playing up front. I think he's a better option than Kane personally. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 120 minutes tonight is the real problem for me now. I wasn't expecting that at all. We expected Spurs to cruise through for Kane to come off with 20 minutes to go. Right, that's that was the scenario I expected. Yep. So that has completely skewed now my yeah, thinking yeah. a bit. Um, I mean, looking at the defenses, there's not much to go on here as well. Normally, when we look at this data, we look at and there's two or three good candidates. And then you look at the defences and there's one defence that kind of narrows it down for you. I mean, last week I went in this section, we talked about Calvert-Lewin perhaps being the best option because the Burnley defence were mm. the weakest on show. And lo and behold, Calvert-Lewin did get his goal. Everton scored a couple of goals. Um, but this week, and Villa over the last four matches, and you look at the, the defences against these candidates, Villa are the weakest, but not really weak. I mean, Minutes per expected goal conceded non-penalty, 73.5. That's not a bad stat. I mean, they're not informed mm. defensively, but they're not giving away many chances. 51.4 minutes. Back. Cash will cash be back. back. He is very good. <laughs> uh, cash was on the bench, wasn't he, against Newcastle. You've got to think he starts, right? That's, that's big for them. Yes, yeah, it he's, is. He's a massive upgrade on, like, El Mahamedy or whoever else plays. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to look at this and go, well... If you're going to make a case for anyone, I guess it is Spurs because Villa's defence is the weakest on show here. Um, but it's not by a big margin. It's not conclusive, is it? And I think that's really what I'm getting at here. There is no conclusive evidence to make us point to Kane at the moment now that he's played 120 minutes. We are just going on the fact that he's the best player, right? That's it. Yeah. He's the best player on show in the game week. So you go with him. Is that enough? Probably for me, I probably will stick it with him, but I can see why you're looking elsewhere now, particularly with the mm. extra time tonight. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised if I ended up on Kane. I'd, Would and you? tonight, yeah. Yeah. Tonight has, has really kind of re- reinforced that. It's, 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 it's probably going to be a Bamiang or, or, um, or uh, Rafina. I mean, I, I, I might be tempted to go for, for Udegaard. I don't think I'd captured him though. So. If I did get an Udegaard over a Bamiyang, then I'd go for Rafina for sure. Okay, really interesting. Okay, well, let's look at your team then. So this is how you're set up at the moment. So you've got, um, talk us through it as. Yeah, so I've got Martinez in goal. Uh, I'll just go through the players who I've got playing. Then I've got mm. Dallas, Target, Lookman, Rafina, captain currently, Bamford, Kane and Antonio. Uh, and kind of the sod injury, obviously don't like to wish an injury on anyone, but the sod injury takes out well, if he doesn't play, I think he still might. But if he doesn't play, that probably takes out my biggest worry of, of this of this week because I'm always mm. worried about Son because his ownership's so high. So it's a strong eight. I've got two free transfers as well. Uh, so what I'm thinking is is ditch Salah because I, I probably would be ditching him even if he had a game 
to be honest with the fact it doesn't it makes, makes it really easy so I can get anyone like I've talked about Aubameyang is, is the most likely at the moment I could be swayed for someone else uh, and then it's probably move out uh, one of Stones or Cancelo for Dunk yeah and I think whoever I take out will probably be the one that I that I, that I uh, don't have on the wildcard as well so if I I don't know if I'm going to keep Cancelo or Stones on the wildcard because I could just move to Diaz but at the moment, I'm leaning towards keeping stones. Really? So it'd probably be, probably be Cancelo that goes. Yeah, I just, I yeah, I don't really know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Cancelo is, maybe Cancelo is the better one. I mean, if they're, if they're both going to play similar minutes, and you've got to back Cancelo, given that he took that free kick that, that Stones scored. But I just really like Stones. Is Cancelo has been quite annoying because he just hasn't really delivered on on what I thought he could thought we could do. Well, he whereas, hasn't. No. Whereas Stones has over-delivered massively on what I thought he could do. So that's kind of why I'm a bit reluctant to to move him. Yeah, it's ironic, so, yeah. isn't it? Cancelo has been the it one is. promising attacking returns. Stones, we wouldn't have looked to him for goals, but he has done that. So it is, it, and, and in many ways now, I look at Stones and Cancelo, there's not much in it now in terms of their security of start, is there? Stones and Cancelo? Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're both going to, I think they're both going to miss out. I think they both just got, just got competition. Like Laporte's, Back and thin. I think they're gonna they're gonna rotate. Mm. Cancelo's gonna rotate with Zinchenko and and Mendy when they really want to give everyone a rest. And Walker's there as well. So it doesn't even matter like who's first choice anymore because first choice the back four is is Cancelo, Stones, Diaz, and uh, Zinchenko. I think, but it doesn't matter because no. he doesn't need to play first choice anymore. They've, the league's sewn up. They've got Does the it? Champions League to to worry about. That's and it. Yeah. I, Diaz is the safest one, or Edison in goal, but I'm I'm not I'm not going for Edison when I've got Martinez. No, no, I think it's, it's pretty. Sad. I, I think you're beautifully set up. You're going to have ten without hits. Yeah, that's you're booking in your green it arrow. Be a green yeah, it's got to be, it isn't be it? Green... <laughs> and also, I look I look at it and think, okay, well, I tell you, before tonight, I was thinking, well, Martinez target. I mean, I look at teams with, with Martinez target and Watkins. I think, oh, they're not. They get they are going to play, but they're not going to get much. But now I look at it and think, actually. I would not be surprised to see a clean sheet for Villa. You know, yeah, in a 1-0 Villa and I haven't captain Kane and that's a great result for me. I know. So, it, you know, I'm less confident now that Martinez and Target aren't good picks for this week. Um, I don't know if I'd be buying Villa defenders, but I'd be, I'd have far more confidence now holding them and thinking, well, I'm going to do, mm. get some points out of them. So, yeah, you're going to have 10 with no hits. I think that's a really, really strong position. So you're going to gain from this, aren't you? And wild card, so. wild card to come. Yep. Hopefully this this is a sign of, of good things to come. But yeah, if, if all my players play, then I should get a green this week. And if any of them, I mean, if Lookman can actually deliver something, I mean, I'm looking at like Lookman, Rafina captain, uh, if I've got a Bamiyang as well, like I've got a few players who could potentially hit some points. And if they do, it, it could actually be a really good week for me without the, without the hits. But I, as like I said, I'm not, I'm not going into this massively confident there's big returns here. I can see why. I mean, if I had 10 without hits, I would take a risk on the captaincy as well, I think. And I can yeah. see why you're doing it. Because you kind of think, well, if Kane does get a haul, at least I'm going to get 50% of it. And my extra players will hopefully make up the gap. So I'm not going to get a, a red arrow if I get the captaincy wrong. Because yeah. I, I don't think there's a hat trick out there for Kane, is there? Let's be clear. I don't think that's It might do, but I just can't see it. So I can, I think in your position with 10 players without hits, taking a risk on a captaincy and hoping that that risk comes in is really good shout. Mm. 
Uh, I can see why you yeah, do it. We'll see, we'll, we'll see if it pays off. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the job with Rafina, and obviously wouldn't advise anyone baking into this. It's just, gonna, it's just annoying captaining a player first. Oh, oh yeah, there is that. Uh, Captain Rafina tomorrow oh. night, he blanks. I've got then got all the yeah, canes and, and everything coming it's up. Not, but. It's not going to ruin your game week because you know you've, you're going to get at least four to six points more than the average anyway because you've got the 10 players. Mm, yeah, I, th- I think I think I will. I think I will keep it on Rafina. I think he's 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 the one I go for. Bamiyang seems to be a bit of a punt, let alone giving the captaincy. Mm. So if I do bring him in, then oh, I'll just be if quite I, be going into Rafina it. Rafina comes Rafina, in for you. He's been my Rafina. player. He fills up my. You know when you pick a player early and you think, <laughs> oh, he's mine. He belongs to me. And if you get a haul out of him, I think we both we both bought him around the same time. But I sold him. Yeah, I got rid of him. I got rid of him for. Oh yes, that's someone. right. You had him first. I think I had him first, mm. yeah, because his, his stats are really good. And then you got him in, and then I sold him, uh, and he carried on doing quite well. So then I got him back in. So again. he's yours, he's, really. He's well. I nicked him off you. I can't really. Yeah, but I lost. I lost faith in him. You, you didn't. Did. So you can. You can have him. <laughs> he's got. He's got a big score on him, and it's been coming. So maybe this will be yeah. it. Um, yeah. I'm ravaged by injuries because I do have Son, and I have that big red flag in there, and I've got Bamford, of course, as well. So I'm going in. I mean, my team at the moment is Johnston not playing, Diaz, Alexander, Alicancello. The only one defender I've got is Dallas, who probably is the best one to have, but that's it. Lingard, Rafina, Son, Kane and Bamford. So I've only got six and one of them Son. So I'm going in with five. I've got two free transfers, luckily, right? So I can get to seven without hits. I'll probably take a hit and get to eight. So this is, you know, look at you with 10 and no hits. No, check yeah. me out. So... Well, so well, I've had to put up with Lookman for like the last five weeks, so it's not all, it's not okay. all completely rosy. Fair enough. But, <laughs> um, so the only, I mean, I look at it and think, well, I think I've got a plan. Johnston to Sanchez and probably either Trent or Cancelo to Dunk. And then it's whether or not I go Son to an Aubameyang or a Bale. And what you've mm. said tonight has made me think more on about Son and maybe you're right, maybe he could be patched up. So I'll see if any quotes come out of tonight's post-match press conference on Son. Um, I wouldn't captain Gundogan. No, I'm not going to captain Gundogan. I don't <laughs> that. I didn't change my captaincy before though. Well, I get Kane as vice, so it's fine. You know, bench, uh, yeah, bench dubbing. You know, I don't like it. Do you? The people who put their active players Hate on the bench. It. No, I can't Hate stand it. it. Can't stand it, it so much. And the thing Andy is, Andy does it nightmare. Andy does it, and then other managers I used to like do it as well. Like sometimes I go to their teams and go, "Oh, why have you joined that group of people who do that as well?" Now I can't stand it either. It's one of my pet hates. With yeah. the captain though, it's actually really risky because you know, especially with Kane, he plays 120 minutes. Uh, you've captain Gundogan. You don't. You don't. Uh, Kane. Yeah. Aggravates his knee, and you didn't know about it, and then he doesn't play. Then you don't have a captain. I'm not doing that then. No, I won't. I won't. I won't do that. I didn't actually know. I've forgotten to change the captain. It's going to be on Kane. I think everything I've said tonight. Boring. I know. And, and the thing so. is, I look at it now and go, "You could really destroy me this game week if it all comes in for you, because you're already you're already going to beat me by at least four points. And if your captain comes in, it's going to be bigger." I need a bit more than four points to catch you up. More about oh, I know, no, but I'm just saying. In, in, I don't even like losing a game week, do I? But you know what I mean. It's like you're going to have a you're going to have a, a decent green arrow. Whereas I, 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 def- I definitely wouldn't sell Son in your position you? because right. Newcastle comes around and you're going to you're going to want him straight back in. He's not. I don't think he's that injured. The fact we're even considering that he might be back for Villa, I just don't. I just don't think it's worth it's worth it. 
unless you use a transfer to bring him back in, but then you're wasting another transfer when you want a Chelsea player. But my plan was, and I'll bring this up now, that you, again, you should make one of these. It's really good. Really good idea. <laughs> <Don't stop>. <laughs> <laughs> um, my plan was, we're up to game week 29 now. My plan was, okay, so I will do Johnson to Sanchez, Alexander-Arnold to Dunk, Son to Bale or Aubameyang, and then Aubameyang to Havertz or Cancelo to Alonso, right? If I keep Son... He won't play for me game week 29, maybe. And then I lose the ability to go Havertz in 30 as well. So I lose that kind of flair transfer before the wildcard. Havertz. I know you can't believe I'm going in, can you? You're going to throw that in my face if I do do that. So I've kind of, not only am I kind of perhaps sacrificing a player for 29, I'm, I'm giving up on that plan. And then I'd have to go Cancelo to Alonso, which isn't bad, could work out. So that's why I'm kind of like, oh, I want to get rid of Son now. I've almost talked myself into it. And then you've gone and possibly <laughs> talked me out of it. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I, I honestly think this is a bad time to buy a bail. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. We've been pretty pessimistic, haven't we, tonight, to be we fair? Have. Yeah, sorry. I did promise hype, but it's hard. <laughs> to be honest, though, I've listened to a lot of pods this week and it's been the consistent throughout the community that we're all a bit down about this game. And I think also I've heard a lot of people say they need the break. Um, you mm. know, there's an international break coming up and we've had relentless football and I think it will it will help us to stay, take stock. And I think we're going to plan to do a bit of a retrospective, aren't we, over the over the break? We'll, we'll do a show which looks back on our season so far and so on. Um, and we need the break. I think the footballers need the break as well because the standard has, has definitely dropped. So we'll see what we get, won't we, out of this game week. Um, I, th- I think um, it's just let's just end it by looking at the, the Black Box League because it's been a while since we look at this. And Luca is still there. He's Very still good. at the top. Very impressive. 29th overall. Um, and, he, and I think he did lose top spot for a while, a couple of weeks back, but he's regained it now. Um, and still, you know, he's in the mix. He's in the mix for the title. Still, he needs a bit of a, a bit of a hike in the next few weeks. But twenty nine thousand points, crazy, three hundred points ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. So Luca Bubnik, I, who did follow me recently, so I know he's he's watching the show. Hopefully, keep it going. Stay in there. This is not the game week where you're probably going to make a move. But hopefully, I don't know if he's got the wild card to come. I hope he has and. We'll see what he does. So hopefully he's playing that in Gaming 31. He can watch our drunken stream mm, and ignore yeah, yeah. everything we do. And then yeah, for sure. Yeah. That'll be the way to yeah. go. Uh, Jess, if you want to join the league, uh, V8TX2P. Yeah. yeah, join the league. And uh, if you can uh, get above Luca, we'll mention you on it. Jesper Olstead in second, 78th overall, and Chris Newman, 93rd overall. And they could yet push up. I've seen a lot of people yeah, around this mark push up with weeks to go. So I think it'd be great, wouldn't it, to have Luca or somebody up there in the last few weeks bidding for the title. So best of luck with that. Um, it's just over to you, as to uh, do the smash and likes smash now. Smash the likes, yeah. We, we did have a, a super chat message earlier, but it wasn't a question. It was kind of to support we did. the stream. We did. I didn't mention it at the start, but again, if, if people do want to start using the super chat, then Mark and I will stay behind after the show and do a bit of a Q&A session. So... Yeah, I we're going to do. It's going to catch on, but if should it does, do if people are interested in that, should we do that tonight? Just for 10, 15 minutes, and see a few questions come in. Yeah, 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 we can do. Let's do that. Okay. that. Yeah, cool. But we'll do it anyway. No, no super chats, but we if, if people do want to stay on, we'll we'll answer some questions for ten or five, ten, ten to fifteen. Um, but yeah, if you're still listening now, we've got sixteen hundred people watching live, which is amazing. Two hundred thirty-two likes. Hit that like button right now. You know you want to. 
do it do it right now uh, and make sure you're subscribed um i i described what subscribing on to youtube was to my parents uh, the other night oh, how did that listening. Go? uh well if, if they're listening to this that means they probably did get a notification about the the stream because i I don't think I told them that it was at nine tonight. So, because they missed last week because we did it at a different time. But that was my uh, fault. So, hopefully, it? They're, hopefully they're listening. But yeah, hit the, hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified of that. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I mean, I don't know how we managed to get two hours out of these like four fixtures. So, we've, you've done, Crazy. done well again, Mark. Um, but yeah, that's it. We, that's can, we can talk FBL for hours, can't we? Um, so, we're, we'll, we'll come back after the credits for 10 minutes, answer a few questions. Um, but it's uh, for now, it's a good night for me. And good night, everyone. Podcast Network.